0: Welcome to Stay's Crunchy
1: and Milk. Yes, it's Cleveland's longest running podcast and the place to hang with your internet besties. Got questions or comments? The email address for the show is podcast at stayscrunchyandmilk.com. Crunchy, of course, being spelled with a K. Stay's you can also give us a call or message us at 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. Stay's crunchy. We're available. Anywhere fine podcasts are, and of course at the website says dot Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show wherever possible, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And now,
0: stays crunchy. Stays crunchy. Stays crunchy. Stays crunchy. Stays crunchy. Day's crunchy. Day's since
1: crunchy. I've recorded with uh, the homies proper. I've, we've had, a, you know, a, uh, it, just, it was me and Ant one week, it was me boxing Choffee another week, but we have not been Team Skim in a bit now.
2: Well, since like Thanksgiving? Shit had to been
3: Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, because I, I missed, what, like two weeks with COVID? And then, yeah, the week Anthony didn't come, and then we had it a week off because the Browns played. Yeah.
1: So, it's been a hot second. It's our first record of 2024. We hit the ground running. And I have so much entertainment that I was like, I'm just going to talk about this at, at the top of the show. So I'm going to give you everything <laughs> I watched. Not everything. because I, I, I can't, It cannot possibly be everything. But we're going to run down the things I watched and what I liked about them. Y'all can chime in with the things you watched. Of course, you can chime in if you watch some of the shit that I watched. That's how this shit should work itself out. Because there's so much that I'm like, I don't want to put this at the back end of the show. It's going to, it's going to pull us out, I hook up, and so forth and so on. So I'm going to write it down the list. I made a point to write them down. There we go. So. <laughs> Please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain on Peacock. Box told me about this one. Uh, said, he said it was quite enjoyable. Ended up checking it out. It's from the guys who do, I guess, the digital uh, video, digital uh, whatever they call it over at uh, SNL. And... uh. It's really great. It was a real fun movie. Uh, Imagine the Lonely Island guys when they were, you know, early in their game got a got got a whole goddamn movie, and uh, it worked. It worked very well. I I I enjoyed it. And turns out the one lady uh, who plays like the the she like she's interested in the one guy in the movie. Like I don't know the whatever the romantic lead I guess uh, is from Cleveland or where did I look her up? Is she from? The, the general northeast over Cleveland area. Not, she... not, like, not, not like, you know, she's from Ashtabula. No, she's from like the burbs of Cleveland, you know what I'm saying? So She's from around these neck of the woods. And I thought that was pretty dope. Uh, Megan Stall, something or other. And uh, uh, what's, what's the name of that movie? Please Don't Destroy. Uh, colon, The Treasure of Foggy Mountain. That's on Peacock. Okay. Fun, silly, uh, Goonies-esque. In, in in a bit of a way, you know what I'm saying. Romantic comedy, just I don't know, good time to be had by all. Uh, also, the Treasure got, of
2: Foggy Mountain. Oh uh, yeah,
1: Genie, uh, which uh, is based on a, a based on a 1991 uh, British film, uh, Bernard and the Genie. Same screenwriter for both. Alan Cumming, who plays Bernard's boss in the remake, was the person who played Bernard in the original. Also, on Peacock, uh, Melissa McCarthy uh, is your titular genie in that movie. Uh, so, not, it's a Christmas movie, if anything. But, real good. Again, Box, Box was like, Yeah, I watched that. And I was like, Oh, let me. I'll and, he, and he enjoyed it. Says some, some of the best work Melissa McCarthy has done in a while. And mm-hmm. he's not wrong. So, <laughs> I would tell you, if that's still up on, on Peacock, you should probably get down with that. I watched uh, all four Doctor Who holiday specials. And what that is, is uh it is it, it is our transition from an, uh from uh the one doctor to the new doctor, and uh it all of them were great. Every single one of them. They, there was a there were three specials, and then you get the Christmas special, and then Doctor Who comes back in in earnest in the spring, so probably uh, around May. Uh I actually have a news story when we get to news about uh, uh involving Doctor Who, so we'll get back around to that one. Serendipity. Serendipity is one of my favorite Christmas movies to watch uh, in general. And uh, it's an old girl from uh, Underworld. Why can't I? Kate Beckinsale and uh, John Cusack. And uh, Eugene Levy's in it. And uh, the dude from Honorage. I cannot remember his name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is it it? Jeremy Piven? It is Jeremy Piven, yes. It is in it, and uh, I I uh, I absolutely, absolutely love that movie. I love watching that. That one is uh, it's is, is kind of slowly but surely taking the place of Love Actually. I enjoy Love Actually, and I watched a bit of Love Actually this go around, but I did not watch Love Actually in full. And it's just this Love Actually uh, is starting to show its age. Hmm. You start to be like, this is uncomfortable for a number of reasons. And I don't know if I can, I can keep rolling with this. You're trying to steal your homeboy's wife. You
2: ain't no good. Bruh,
1: that. Uh, I, I love that uh, that the, the prime minister fell in love with, with that with the thick chick, but that's also an employee. Really, shouldn't be fucking with her. I, I love that my man fell in love with uh, the housekeeper, but also that's another employee uh, boss relationship, and that seemed wild too. It's weird to do it all the way to America to find some holes.
0: Stuff
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, but we got them though, so. Uh, uh, my man, Snape, uh, falling in love with another or fucking around with an employee. Again, gross. Uh, so there's a lot of that in that movie. And it's like, hmm, it's Christmas, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Candy Cane Lane on prime video. Uh, Eddie Murphy and. Uh, 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 Tracy, Tracy, Tracy Ellis, Ellis Ross. Ross.
3: Great. I had watched that, too.
1: Very much enjoyed the movie. Tracy Ellis is a lovely. Eddie Murphy, uh, just still the king of comedy. Uh, just a fun little family uh, uh Christmas movie. Great time to be had. Real nice effects. Uh, I liked it a lot. So, fun, funny movie. Yeah, I
2: thought. Uh, so. Um, I forgot the name of the the lady who's the like the the, the heavy the the bad guy. Her, I, but she's funny too. She's yeah. funny almost everything I've ever seen. Her. I saw her in this movie. Is it like something Bell? I
1: don't know. But I saw her in a movie where she where basically she, her 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 and her friend started a business, and I guess the friend died. And so she was real messed up off of that. It was a real, it was like a, you know, drama comedy situation. And it ended up being, I enjoy, enjoyed that movie. And I just enjoy her, her acting chops. I of course watched every year since I first, uh, Jillian what'd Bell. What'd you say? Jillian Bell. Jillian Bell. Okay. We're like, uh, the Ted Lasso Christmas episode, still one of the finest Christmas episodes on TV. And, uh, I swear by it every time, uh, when I watched Sam Overson his face screw up when when that when that kid says, that's really cool what you did about Dubai air." Fuck him. And he he looked at that boy. He turned and looked at uh, Higgins his father like, "So this was hot in your house?" And I cuz I know that look cuz I've had that look on my face before when somebody cuts in front of their parents and I'm like, "What?" So, it was very wild to me that that happened. Uh I for uh, for Christmas I got Vanessa both Oppenheimer and Barbie. 4K Blu-rays, of course, because you know we gets down, and so we watched both of those. And I can see why those movies are just going to be the talk of the town come award season. Both are really, really good movies. And uh,
3: I watched movie. Barbie last night. Highly recommend. And, uh, Which thing? That I thought it was good, but then it like got kind of shit near the end. I thought, yeah, I got. A little I didn't really like it, it. that. It felt like it was dragon, like like, I don't know. I just, I was like, this movie's all right. You know, this is better than I expected. And then as it got like closer to the end, I'm like, will this shit just end already. And like, it it felt like it, it, like it took such a drastic turn from where I thought it was going to go that I'm just like, ugh, Hmm. just, just get off my TV already.
1: (laughs) Fair fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, recommended when I was, when, uh, when we were recording Cadillac, uh, 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 last week or whenever that was, it was last week. Uh, uh, uh Dave recommended 8-Bit Christmas on uh, on Max, and uh, mm-hmm. I ended up checking that out. That's that could be a that could be one of the ones you watch every year, like a Christmas story or something like that. It was real good. Oh, yeah. So, I was, yeah, I was very uh, impressed with that, that one.
2: That has been our um, our thing with me, and um, I, I, it, it was trying to be our thing, but um, he, he can, he's allowed to get up and go do other shit. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess it was a thing that stopped with watching A Big Christmas. Fuck with it, man. I, I really didn't enjoy it. And, uh,
1: I will, I I, if you, again, if by the time you hear this, cause, you know, all these services, they be pulling Christmas movies. They be like, nope, no more. I'm like, bro, just let me have Christmas whenever I want Christmas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
3: Man, they, they kept Halloween movies up, uh, like I just, I watched a Halloween movie on uh fucking Max or no on Peacock yesterday.
1: Nice, good, good. I like that.
3: What what Halloween movie was that? Freaky, with uh, mm. Vince Vaughn. Um, I don't know the blonde girl's name, but I've seen her in other stuff.
2: Yep, yeah, um, that's a, that's a good movie where um they they he switched bodies with the killer. Yep. Like a scary you, movie. Friday. This
1: is Yes. Hmm. Fair enough. This was recommended by Anthony, and it is Quiz Lady. That's on Hulu. Aquafina and uh, Sandra O oh are stars, uh, sisters, whose mom uh, owes uh, the uh, well. It looked like the mob, but after a while, it didn't seem like they was very mobbish. So I'm going to go with a gang. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a substantial sum of money, but she dipped out and just went uh, ran to Macau. So <laughs> basically, they were stuck, and they kidnapped her dog. Everything about that movie was fantastic. Almost made me cry that, a couple of times. And yeah. uh, highly recommend I don't bang with Akavina like a lot of people. I'm saying I'm whatever. But I really enjoyed that yeah. movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a
3: fan.
2: That movie was the best streaming movie, like sh- streaming only movie I've seen in a while, if not ever. That movie was so good. It had so many different people in it. It was just like. It's, one of those, it's like, it's it's Napoleon Dynamite good. It's like, you didn't expect... I didn't expect it to be that good. And I was just like, holy shit, this is good. And it was just like, so... Yeah. It was written so well. The people that, uh, you know, that had they have playing the parts, like... I, I mean, I could take the lead, Sandra Owen, almost anything. But she played her part. Yeah. She played a part that she would never usually play. Yep. And um, it seemed almost... Honestly, it was honestly like there was like Sandra O oh was, was playing one part and Aquafina was playing another part. He's like, "Hey, why don't you guys switch now <laughs> and go from there?" Yeah, I could probably
1: I could probably see how it, it, that probably would have been cast that way in a, in, in any other circumstance. They probably yes. they probably both got those sides and probably both read for them, and they was like, mm, "Let me pull you out. Let me pull you this way for this one." Cause you know Sandra plays a doctor on Grays and so forth, so she, you know super intelligent and super understand the thirst. Like so what I'm saying, she, this one she just be, get to be a little rah rah, get to be a little little ho-ish in a good way, not, not not in a nasty way.
2: You know what I'm saying? And the amount that they use will uh Will Ferrell, yeah, perfect, just enough, like just enough, yeah, just enough. It's like when you go to um you know nah, I don't want that much uh, powdered sugar. Oh, hold on, powder sugar can be good. <laughs> sprinkle just enough you know Damn. so it's not falling on it ain't all over my face it's just, it's just on the waffle. <laughs> not all over the plate <laughs>
1: yeah that, that that it really ended up being a fun movie and I and highly recommend like I said y'all, Quiz Lady that's on Hulu after Quiz Lady goes off right I happen to notice Paddington is on Hulu and Paddington too and I've heard about these movies for years and have never ever watched them Mhm. Finally, me and Vanessa, I was like Vanessa, I'm saying, let's watch Paddington and 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 Pattinson's right there, so we can just follow it up. People have said, and I thought this is outlandish and outrageous to say, that Paddington Two might be one of the best movies ever made.
3: And I was like, yeah. They make reference to it in um the weight of unbearable. I mean, the unbearable weight of massive talent or whatever. Hmm. Yeah.
2: That, that Nick that's Cage the movie. movie. Okay. And um Pedro Pascal. Oh, that one where they look at mm-hmm. each other, the meme came from. Yes, yes.
3: Yeah. But. Well, like in that movie, he talks about how Paddington 2 is like the best movie ever made.
2: Not only have I heard that, I heard that Paddington 2 is a Black Father movie. No.
1: I don't know where that could be pulled from, but. I would like to, <laughs> we, if,
2: if if you can make that work, fine. I'll allow for it. But I don't see it. Yeah, I, did, I I heard that. I was just like, I and, and as a person who didn't get to finish it, like I I because it was on HBO Max not so long ago, and I think it was like on the Last Chance Bar. Yeah. Um, but like I heard, it, it was like, man, it's a it's a Black Father movie if you really think about it. I was like, <laughs> what? I don't know.
1: Well, that having been said. Paddington 2, Paddington, Paddington is a great movie. Nicole Kidman, I don't, I don't like Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman don't do nothing for me. Nicole Kidman, yeah, that movie really scratched an inch that I didn't know I had. I was like, oh, okay, Nicole Kidman, I see you. And uh, Paddington 2, I don't know if it's the greatest movie ever made, but it's a damn good movie. I'll tell you
2: that. Yeah, the the best thing I ever seen Nicole Kidman in is like them pictures when she divorcing Tom Cruise and she jumping up in the air. There's just something about that that I like very, very it just much. tickles you like, in the parking lot? Yeah, the divorce yeah. Agent. She in the parking lot was
0: like, yes, yeah. it's over.
1: Uh, Paddington two is available right now on Hulu as well, as well as Paddington one. I would tell you to watch both of them shits. It's the same. It's every, every, all, you get the same cast. You get all your people back in there. You get a Doctor Who in there because uh because my man uh, uh Peter Capaldi is in there. So that's pretty dope. Uh, it really is a wonderful set of movies. But Paddington Two is really something great. My man
2: Pat, because goes to jail. Is Paddington the black father? What is happening?
0: <laughs> it, if it's not <laughs> if it's
2: not a, a a black father, they like they was just saying how it's it's the it's a black movie. I might be messing up on the father part, but it, it was definitely it's a black movie. If there was like if it's if you really think about it, Pattinson is a black movie.
1: I'm gonna ride out with it. I don't even know how, but I'm gonna let it go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know
0: how, but nigga, you right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, I'm I'm definitely gonna sorry you sit and watch the second time. I mean, it's 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 that good. It is that good, y'all that I might look into purchasing and having that in the collection for permanent. Cause like, like Aunt just said, it was on one, it was on one stream of service, then gone to the next. And it's like, come on, bro. Just trying to get down to get down. But those I'm, and I'm sure I probably, I've watched, you know what I'm saying? I've watched plenty of YouTube and, and this, that, and the third. It's probably been something else I watched that I just didn't put on the list, but those were things that I made a point. I want to write down and talk to y'all about how y'all about. Cause like I said a lot of them, because recommendations that y'all made to me, and that I picked up elsewhere. So I, um, that's how I got down. What about y'all, man? What, what in, in, during our little holiday uh, off time? Did y'all watch anything of uh, interesting? neat Christmas movie, not Christmas movie, whatever Christmas episodes, not you know.
3: I mean, a lot of the stuff that you listed, I I also watched. Yeah. Um, I watched Home Alone two. I watched Jingle All the Way. I watched, uh, Fred Claus. I watched Elf for the first time. Watch, like right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, knew, I knew, I I watched, yeah, that Jean, that genie movie we talked about. Like, I, I, went through like a lot of Christmas movies when I had COVID. Yeah. Um, I watched a lot of those, like, like we talked about before, those uh, Lifetime rom-com Christmas type movies. I probably watched like four or five of those. Um. Uh, I wa- I mean I I'm trying to think because like I know I watched uh I watched a lot of TV over the last month. When, like when you've been sick for the, like the majority of the last like five weeks, you know it's hard to do other shit. So, um, yeah, like I, I watched Barbie. I started watching Ahsoka. I uh I'm trying to think like what all streaming services I, I I've been watching Max. Watched a lot of that cookie uh Christmas cookie battles show with uh how oh, that that redheaded lady. Rhea or Rhea or whatever. Um I think I watched like four seasons of that. righty. Um <laughs> Well, it was like one of those things where I put it on when I had COVID when I was laying in bed, yeah. and you know, the episodes are like twenty some minutes each. So they were just banger after banger after banger of me watching people make Christmas cookies, you know.
0: Did you pick up any tips?
3: Um, not really, because a lot of the stuff I wasn't impressed with. But it's okay. it's a cookie competition thing where, like, they're you know, they only got so much time to come up with some uh, concept with ingredients that they didn't know they were going to have. And so it's like some people shine in that environment, some don't.
0: <clears throat>
3: and some of the, the concepts, you know, are kind of difficult to pull off uh, with, like, an hour or two to, like – to to make cookies and have them not break, like there's some some luck involved, I think, in in that. A lot a lot of careful planning and skill, but like a little bit of luck too, because um, you can make the same batch of cookies the same way and have two different outcomes. So that's true. But that was how I learned about that one uh, lady that uh, her family owns that bakery out on the east side that I showed you guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Like she was yeah. on the
3: one of one of the last episodes I watched.
0: <clears throat>
3: um, but yeah, I mean. I watched like pretty much most of the Christmas classics that I could get my hands on from the yeah. streaming services. I don't like how like, um, it seems like paramount or whoever owns the rights to like Bogart's frosty and Rudolph and, and all that. Like I'm, I'm sure that those stream on like ABC family or if the, if that's even still around, I don't, I don't know the the names of all the cable channels on it anymore, but like, I feel like if you're like, they should at least have it on a streaming service too. Cause like I couldn't find that stuff anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Where are the ranking best holiday movies streaming and rank And
3: the, I like I fucked up this
2: year because usually um, we watch Year Without a Santa Claus together, yeah, and we uh, we didn't, and it was like because my partner's birthday is is Christmas Eve, and like um, I took her out to dinner, <laughs> so I made. Um, I guess reservations at this one place um like that's in Cleveland it's a um a horror theme restaurant and like uh it's where the old Meldia's um on the east side
3: okay and um yeah th- like, they have the alien one downtown now oh
2: Man. so like I made reservations and it's like like a little chucky is supposed to come out and like sing happy birthday <laughs> and stuff like that and then when we almost there She's like, we going to we
0: going there? I don't want to go there.
2: <laughs> and we end up going somewhere else.
1: <sighs> Ain't it always so, yeah, box. I'm I'm scrolling through right now. I'm trying to run through all of them. Everyone is available for rent places or to buy mm-hmm. digitally,
2: but they are not streaming anywhere. Yeah, I got I like I said we we have like Year Without a Santa Claus, which is Probably the best one, but like the the least watched one in my opinion, because like I don't recall watching that one at all as a kid.
1: Yeah, but I and, remember Heat Miser and Snow Myers. Is that the only year that I was saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's
2: that, like, that song is a fucking banger, man. Like, <laughs>
3: yeah, that's one of the ones that they used to run on like ABC Family when they would do like the twenty five days of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember like we would have that on when we'd be doing like the Christmas tree and stuff when at my dad's when I was little. And so, like they would like, they would show Frosty a bunch, Rudolph, Year Without a Santa, like they would run through them all like over and over again, kind of thing. Nestor, Not like back Nestor. to back like Christmas Story, but they were in the constant rotation.
2: Nestor the Long-Eared donkey.
3: <laughs> that one I don't remember.
2: Yeah, that's another. One. I do. <laughs> like, I, is I, it, I, it, I remember. Look, so. it's another of them ranking Bass Johns. it's a it's a it's another one, in one that's why I'm. I'm Every time I hear about uh, like a ranking and bands, like I try to buy it because, yeah. like, it's a bunch of them that's out there, and they with streaming dying and DVDs about to die, stuff about to die soon. Man, you got to start snatching this shit up. Yeah, like it's a um a, it's a sequel to the Grinch that's a Halloween one that's not anywhere. Yeah, like it, it last one it was only on VHS i hate it i hate
1: i hate that these the places are like starting to like not do physical media anymore and uh because is it, if, if you're watching this you can see behind me I, I have a pretty substantial collection of vinyl if i could swing the camera the other way you'd see a pretty substantial collection of video games and movies as well and as well i'm a guy who who enjoys collecting uh physical media i like having it and and for just those reasons like 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 box like and and, and was just saying sometimes shit just is not available streaming places. I, 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 there's a lot of music I have that's not available everywhere to stream, you know what I'm saying? I just, so I I can it, directly behind me, you see that Chris right there. Down beneath are some drawers and it's full of CDs that I've had from over the years. And some stuff is on streaming, some but a lot of stuff is not. And that's always somebody who kind of bootleg stuff and throw up on YouTube. But then it's not, you know, it's not laid in track format and so forth. Basically, it's just a long video with the whole album on there. And it's like, that's kind of it. I guess it works in a pinch, but then I'm not, I can't skip songs and, you know, do what I want to do with it. So don't sleep. Physical media, man. Forever. So that's just how it's got (laughs) to (laughs) be. It's what I get down with, man. So, but. I guess I should probably attempt to get into a a show proper here or or, or we'll never get it done. But also I kind of got to wait for Anthony to return because he's like the first person I introduce. (laughs) It's a necessary to have him present in this situation. (laughs) But box, I want you to see that I, uh, and also, I learned that I turned the brightness down on my phone. It kind of works a little better. I was fully prepared with this list of things I've watched. <laughs> and other talking points.
3: Yeah, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to give my list when I'm just shooting it off the, the, off the like trying to remember everything I've watched for, like for the last four or five weeks. Yeah, I've been
1: trying to be better about... Uh, one because we hadn't recorded in, in 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 so long, I was certainly I was like just genuinely excited to get on the mic with y'all guys, and so I've been thinking about show. I've been thinking about it for weeks now. I've been like, and then like I said, I recorded Cadillac last week, and I'll talk about that when we get around to my my situation. And uh, i just like, I gotta let me be ready. So I started listing everything down after from like first thing on that list is uh is uh. Please don't destroy uh, the, you know, the treasure of Foggy Mountain. So the first thing that I was like, let me write that down, so that way I don't forget forget that I watched it. And then I was like, oh, I should keep a list, to keep keep a, a running uh, tally of what I have been uh, getting down with. That. Way oh I'm
3: yeah, there, there were there was other stuff I watched too. Like um, yesterday, I watched um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. What do you think? I watched that, a couple weeks. Ago.
1: That's a banger, man.
3: That movie. It's visually appealing, but like after a while, I started getting bored. Uh.
1: What is your well, movie like, that like, <sighs> that's, that's like, that's two movies that, 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 that are sometimes considered like, that are like Barbie, I know is a little early to call it a classic, but in some circles, people are like, that's going to be a classic one. Everything Everywhere All At Once is a classic at this point. And it's like, and you're like, both of them shits bore me at the end what movie yeah. has, uh, keeps you captivated from end to end or has ha- has the habit of keeping you captivated from end to end?
3: Like in general or recently?
1: Uh, uh, both, I actually would like to know. i like to know a general movie and, and something in, in, in more recent history.
0: Hmm.
3: I guess, like, recently it would probably be um, uh, man, movies lately have sucked. <laughs> um, the f- I'm trying to think what else I watched yesterday. Oh, I can tell you right now, there was a movie I watched yesterday. Uh, just came on to Peacock, has Paul Giamatti in it. Uh, I think it was called The Holdovers.
1: I've been wanting to see oh, the movie. Oh you know yeah, everywhere. <laughs>
3: the whole, I, I didn't never was... heard of it. But, like, I, I saw it, like, on the front page of Peacock when I logged in. Yeah. So, I actually watched that yesterday. It was the first movie I watched. And that movie was, like, a little, like a little over two hours long or so. Held my attention the whole time. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Excellent. It, it had that, like, indie feel about it. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure was kind of an indie flick. Um, I think, like, we've talked about, like, big budget fatigue is kind of setting in. Where, like, I'm tired of seeing CGI creatures and aliens and shit blowing things up. And it was nice to just kind of watch like a movie that felt like a movie rather than a spectacle. Yeah. Um, so that, that was nice. You know, that, that, that held my attention. Uh, like it told a good story. Paul Giamatti is a fantastic actor. Um, it was a time piece as well. Okay. Like old props, like, um, so, you know, th- th- that was all kind of interesting to see the old cars and the the old, like, um, merchandise, like things that they used, like old wall hangings, you know, clothes, that kind of stuff. So, you know, that movie kept my interest. Um, he, the guy who directed
2: the movie is Alexander Payne. And he has, like, low-key one of my favorite movies of all time. It's called Nebraska. Mm-hmm. That sounds
3: familiar. Say, that was like an early nineties movie, right?
2: No, it came out like exactly t- well, eleven years ago. Now it came out in two thousand thirteen, and it's right. about like this this dad who lives in a small town in Nebraska. I, don't, I just need. I need to watch it again. It's really good. Like, because um, at first I thought it was. A, I thought um, holdovers were was a Noah Baumbach movie, but it's not. It's Alexander Payne, and like he he has some um, he has some good movies out there. That's your recent one you got
1: an o g one that you were like, yo, this one is one of the ones that holds me down.
3: I mean, like my favorite movie of all time we know is Jurassic Park, like I could watch that from beginning to end, and like i'm I'm in it the whole way Fair. um, but I feel like that's kind of like a cop out like I don't know if I was going I don't know thinker like quality movie um mm remember the titans probably
1: uh i recently watched because you know i'm constantly watching people watch stuff i recently watched a couple of different people uh d- d- different uh youtubers uh recap re- re- review and recap that movie uh because i had not seen it myself in some time and I, I enjoy watching people watch stuff for the first time and and getting there like <gasps> you know what i'm saying because that's a, there's, there's some shocking shit in that movie if you are because in one case, they were Canadians, so they definitely did not expect the level of racism that, you know, starts that movie. Actually, is mm-hmm. pervasive throughout that movie. And so they was real fucked up over that. Like, and I was like, yeah, that's that's interesting. I find that uh, amusing that that's where that happens. But that that that, that sets a good baseline for, for where, where you are. You know what I'm saying? For your exciting, I guess, action movies, you appreciate well-done action and, and well-done CG that just doesn't look like CG all the damn time, you know? Uh, you appreciate a well-told story and good actors. That shit's okay, man. I was just wonder what... I find it, like I said, abusing the like exit. Everything everywhere all at once, like I said. A banger of a movie. <laughs> so, and and it, it, it has such interesting comedy and such interesting actors throughout it and so forth. And I'm not... Really happy that uh Jamie Lee Curtis won that Oscar for that movie, but I'm not mm, as mad as some people were. She won an Oscar for that, she barely yeah. did anything. She won, uh, most of the people in that movie, most of the main actors in that movie won Oscars for it. It's really good,
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with Lance. I think everywhere, um, uh, that movie is about 20 minutes too long. Like when they, when they go back, uh and go back like to the party and stuff like that I'm like this movie should have been over by 10 minutes ago. Um it's it's not it's not like it's a terrible movie, it just assists upon itself a little bit too much towards the end. Fair enough. And
3: I was expecting more out of it. Like as far as like the actual meaning of the movie. Yeah. Like when it, I, I cuz the way that I guess I went into it expecting like this like multiversal battle and this woman is like the key to it all and everything. And it comes out; it's just a self-discovery movie about her and her, her relationship with herself and her, her daughter. daughter. It's, a,
1: it's a movie about a mother's love
3: <laughs> and, and daughters, and having a daughter. And it just
1: it and it is. And if you don't know that going in,
3: it, it is a bit of a like,
1: "Hey, you he really pulled me out of." It. I thought this was going to be just all you know, crazy fighting. Yeah, and
3: but I, th- I think that's why, like, I, like I felt let down watching it because I was expecting, like, the way the commercial, the trailer played out, it was like. Uh, they're going into her mind. They got to teach her to do all these crazy skills and be this like weapon and blah blah blah. And it's like, no, she just has to learn how to fucking talk to her daughter. Facts. <laughs> so that's why at the end I'm just like, uh. <laughs>
1: all right. One last thing in a minute, we'll get we'll get we'll get to, we'll get to the show start proper. A Muppet Christmas Carol is the best version of a Christmas Carol. It is the best version of a Christmas Carol. Because Michael Caine takes that movie deadly serious and treats every Muppet like they are a, an Academy Award winning actor, like he is. I believe he's a Academy Award nominated. I don't know if he actually won one. And as it turns out, people because it's weird. People think it's weird that Gonzo says Tiny Tim, who was alive. They think that they people like the, that Disney or Henson added that line, but no, that's directly from the book. It is also like one of the most accurate uh, interpretations of the book, uh, you know, as it's written. Even though, you know, it it veers here and there because it is, of course, the Muppets. But a Muppet Christmas Carol might be the most perfect version of a Christmas Carol that exists. And that must be respected. Let's get to it. (coughs) I had to spit flows in a little bit, too. This is strange, but let's get to it. (laughs) See, I exist. Iron fist. Metal speech. Scientists came out the womb of a phoenix. Expect nothing less Then a mature flame. Velocity's my plane. My thought is my train. The galaxy's the body. Sun is the heart and the black hole's the brain. Heard my verse, had nothing to say. I'll leave your mouth open when you're standing. The word's the missile. Esophagus is the cannon. Cipher unknown. The upper hand of overstanding. Watch the landing. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air, last of America's heroes, here to close the circle. I still remember the age of Coleco. A daily struggle, but I hold on to the vision. Hip-hop at its best when it lacked television. And everybody wasn't an MC. You know where the flows be, and if you check the rhymes slowly, you'll find out cats is unseen like jarobi and mostly like opening doors with the psyche. Give it to Mikey. He'll eat anything starving, but heck I'll crush anything, not stars from the songs we sing. This shit's ridiculous. You have to hear that song and it's proper. And of course, you know, if you, if you ever follow us on the social medias, I always play the, 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 the over the, the social media post for the episode, the songs, lyrics that I spit, if available on Instagram are on that post and you can just listen to it, how it's supposed to sound. That is of course fast air member of the group Cannibal Ox from their 2010 album, The Cold Vein. The song is Ridiculoid, produced by Run the Jewels LP. But you know what it is. Welcome to it. It's episode 522, and our connection never times out. I am your host, Ernest Taro713. Join us all as well best friends. It's the 216 song, Tatum. Sometimes it's just not worth it.
2: Sometimes it is. Pull that mic toward you. Quiet, man. Oh. I will put the mic down some more and hey, hey, there it that's is. That's what I'm talking about. Along with the big homie Lunchbox 2099. Uh,
3: I'm here. Um, Stuff.
1: <laughs>
3: the effort we have
1: put, we, we put into getting a box on this show tonight onto a setup which might now be the setup going forward so it kind of works in that it was some effort but now we might have found a new answer to a problem that we didn't know we had. So it kind of's fly. So
3: I don't know. It's just it's a little weird for me though, because like this entire time that we're recording, your video screen on my tablet is just constantly shaking. Like it's like I'm losing frames. Yeah. Mm. And then you're getting stuck in loops. So you're just like jittering like all over. Like there's no like just like (laughs) solid tea. Like Anthony has been fine the whole time. You you're just like "Eh." (laughs) it's the most (laughs) impressive tea.
2: But as as I mentioned off air, you look just like Tom Cruise and um and Magnolia. Like I need what, what's his line? Like uh, I'll take what I want. That's what's up. Uh, I I think I had posted that in one of our. Uh, I think it was a concerning chicken fingers, but I had posted it in our. Uh, <laughs> In our, in our group chat on Instagram about I, when I want chicken fingers, I have chicken fingers. And don't deny me <laughs> my chicken
1: fingers. Oh my gosh. Um, we haven't recorded together for a while, which meaning I have lots to talk about and lots to discuss and so forth. I'm sure each of the, each of us do. So this one might be a little long. You'll forgive me. And uh, let's get to it immediately. I got a couple news stories for you. This one, only reason I give it to you and in fact, I'm not going to read the vast majority of it. Uh, I just I'm wondering, let me do a c- control F. There we go. Um, this is from Cleveland.com. Now, normally I don't use Cleveland.com as a source because they seem to be transphobic as fuck over there. But uh, this article ha- has is a, my, a friend of the show is interviewed in it, and so therefore I have to uh, I, I have to I have to share it with the people. Because my home in it. This is Cleveland School of Cannabis brings education advocacy to a growing industry. Uh, this is again my like Cleveland.com. Hannah Drown from Cleveland.com is on the byline. I'll give you the beginning of this article. Independence, Ohio with recreational marijuana now legal in Ohio. Many people are discovering Cleveland School of Cannabis, a unique educational institution tucked away in an <laughs> industrial plaza in independence in the shadow of interstate 77 and 480. But the school is hardly new since 2017. More than 1,000 students have graduated from the school, which is not only the first state-approved cannabis school in Ohio, but the first east of Colorado and only the second nationwide. When the school launched, it offered just one course. Over the past five years, the school has expanded, now teaching more than two dozen classes organized into three separate educational pathways, cannabis dispensary, cannabis extraction, and cultivation. Graduates go on to manage large scale commercial cannabis business, work in medical operations, specialize in regulatory compliance and run extraction labs. Let's get to my to my homie here. And I mean, this is an actual article in the world. so I'm going to I'm going to feel comfortable reading her name out loud. Again, this article is here. I, mm-hmm. I know this person. We all do actually literally all three of us. know this person. One such student and this is like further down into the article. Well, here, I guess I read the article before that to hopefully lead into some. Some people think, uh, now that's a quote. Here, we'll start here. The students. Kevin Green, vice president of Cleveland School of Cannabis, said most students who enroll are pursuing cannabis education for one of three reasons they see a new potential career, they want to help others, or they want to learn more about cannabis for their own personal use. Some people think that this is just about individuals who want to consume cannabis, Green said. The reality is, we've had plenty of people in our program who don't even use it but realize that careers in cannabis are viable and have massive upward mobility and economic stability. One such student is Anita Kaiser of Parma who initially oh. enrolled because she was looking for a career change and was hoping the cannabis industry would be her, be her new pursuit. As I'm learning about the industry, I'm finding out how huge it is, how many jobs there are and how many people it needs to make it function. Kaiser said it's an emerging market still in its infancy, That's growing, and I've realized that I really want to be a part of that. With only three classes completed, she's one of the school's newest students. But she says that even in the short time, she's learned much more than she anticipated, calling her studies "quote no joke." Kaiser has said that the the sometimes the assignments (laughs) and homework can get to be overwhelming, but the support system she has in her peers and educators makes the coursework both more manageable and fun. The history class has been my favorite so far. It really opened my eyes to what cannabis has been and still is up against. Knowing that history, you're seeing something bigger, which is essential in order to change people's opinions. Kaiser said, I want to pass that information on and for people to understand that the industry is more than just smoking marijuana. There's a lot of good. And again, the the full article will be in your show notes and for you to enjoy. But again, like I said, that's folk. And yes. uh, I liked my home girl's in, in here getting her education on.
2: The like that. I could hear her saying that in my head with the crazy part. Yeah. The other crazy part is um, I've been looking into different, different careers um, and kind of not in that vein, yeah. but like the fact that um, like one of the things I've learned recently is that a plumber's a median, the median age for a plumber right now is 42. Yep. Um, the fact that like uh, plumbers are so rare at this moment that it's like they're a dying breed. Yeah. And um, I've been looking at it and wonder, like I've just been looking in the trade school spirit because whatever I want to do, I was thinking like I want to be able to teach my children something. Yeah. So like maybe when they get out of school, they can have um, they can they can know something. And I was that trade school came up and I was reading about it and talking about it with my partner. And, um, that's crazy that we know somebody who go there, that I can call up on my own and just bounce stuff off of.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I, I absolutely dig it. And, uh, it, it's, it's an exciting time to stay. I, I have read so many stories on this show, but it's like, it's such a, it's, it's so it's just where we are in the state right now. And, uh, so it's it's just it's it's a lot of discussion to be had about it. I know y'all be like, damn, is always weed," but it's always weed. Yeah. It's always about to be what I'm about to talk about here in these next couple of stories. It's so weed, it's transgender issues, transgender issues because guess what? Both of those things very important to your boy. So, told y'all talking to about Doctor Who would come back around. This will made me uh, it made me giggle for reasons. I'll get you there. Uh, this is from Deadline. Jake Cantor on the byline. Doctor Who character, uh, excuse me, BBC hits back at complaints about transgender Doctor Who character. The show will continue to proudly celebrate diversity. The BBC has brushed off complaints from Doctor Who viewers who argued the inclusion of Yasmin Finney's transgender character, Rose, was inappropriate. The British broadcaster received. Now. How many complaints do you think had to happen that a an article had to be written about this and the BBC needed to speak about this? Seven. <laughs> that's the that's the mindset I like to have. 144 messages from disgruntled viewers about Heartstopper star Finney's appearance in the Star Beast special, with some arguing it was anti-male. Hmm. Jesus Christ. In an update on its complaint response website, the BBC said, as a re- as regular viewers of Doctor Who will be aware the show has and will always continue you to proudly celebrate diversity and reflect the world we live in. We are always mindful of the content within our episodes. The Starbeast special was watched by more than 7.6 million people last month, meaning the complaints made up a tiny portion of the audience. It's not unusual for the BBC to receive complaints over transgender storylines or reporting. Finney features as the daughter of Sean and Donna in the 2023 specials. Her family supports her transition, but is, but is depicted by writer Russell T. Davis as still coming to terms with her pronouns. At one point during the Starbeast, Catherine's, Tate's Donna tells her mother, you have a kid, you think, good, I've got it, that's mine. Then she grows into this extraordinarily beautiful thing, and you think, where the hell did this come from? How lucky am I? During a press conference last November, Davis was unequivocal about his ambition to reflect more of society on screen. He lamented how transgender representation can be vilified in the press, arguing there are newspapers of absolute hate and venom and destruction, and violence who would rather see that sort of thing wiped off the screen and destroyed. Shame on you and good luck to you and your lonely lives. Mm.
0: 144
1: people out of 7.6 million people who enjoyed that show just fine thought they were going to complain about a character in a show about an alien who normally changes, in this case, race and gender throughout the show's history. Regularly, that's what Doctor Who himself, the being, does. Get the fuck right out of here with that bullshit. And that's, that's what it always is. It's like we hear about uh, people mad about uh, you know people transitioning or, or trans uh, trans people in general, but it's not really people. It's a few motherfuckers that's just so loud that we are led to believe that it's it's much more than than what it actually is. It's just a few people just talking shit. And in that regard, we bounce back to Ohio, and that last Friday. The and this, and this actually kind of pings into I guess my whole situation. My mama hit me up the other day was like, "Well, ain't you happy with your governor?" And I go, "For the first, for the for only the second time ever, yes, I'm 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 proud of the governor of this state for doing something right, and that is, he vetoed a law that would have made uh, trans female athletes unable to play sports." and would not allow trans people in general to be uh basically have their <laughs> medicine basically be taken care of I mean, that, that that is what that bill was can't play can't play sports and also can't have uh treatment you know what i'm saying so tra- tra- transition treatments which i'm like get the fuck right out of here and the governor had said some some, some words about in, in, about why he uh was not getting down to get now uh, the issue, of course, is that if, if they they technically it is enough people in the in in, in the Ohio uh, legislation to override that veto. But now the, the 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 thoughts are that we probably don't have enough. Uh, they probably don't have enough votes. They may not have enough votes to pull that off. But I got a news story for you that I'm just going to play for you. So, you know, you guys, can just listen. And let me know if you hear it clear. We tested it earlier and thought he heard it clear box. I need to know if you hear it clear. Just give me a thumbs up and thumbs down when I push play on this. And uh, I'll let this news story go. It's only like three minutes long, so it's not too long about this matter that these fuckers who left early and is now like, I'm coming back early because I'm about to override this veto because they're assholes. State lawmakers were not expected to return to Columbus until the end of January, but a veto changed all that. Governor Mike DeWine refused to sign House Bill 68 into law that
4: bill would have blocked trans youth from gender affirming care. Now we've just learned the State House is returning from winter break early with a possible vote to override the governor's veto next week. Columbus Bureau reporter Morgan Trout's been following through on this legislation, covering it from introduction to veto. She says this fight is not over yet. After months of protesting, Aaron Demlo was finally able to relax this weekend. I just felt like I could breathe for a second, knowing that you know, kids like me in this state will have a little bit more time for to to get the health care they need. On Friday, Governor Mike DeWine vetoed House Bill 68, legislation that would have banned trans youth from accessing gender-affirming care, like hormone blockers and some mental health services for conditions like gender dysphoria, which can be life-threatening distress due to your sex assigned at birth not matching your gender identity.
0: These tough,
2: tough decisions should not be made by their government. They should be made by the
4: people who love these kids the most. DeWine's veto came after spending weeks researching and talking to people on each side, including Demlo. It was just him as a person trying to understand me as a person. Parents of trans kids like Sam Shim are praising this decision since he was worried about his daughter's safety if the bill was signed. She's been hospitalized twice uh, at Nationwide Children's for gender dysphoria. You know, as teenagers, there's, there's often a struggle and then you add gender dysphoria to the mix. And it's a, it's a real challenge. But the celebration is short-lived for many LGBTQ plus rights advocates. Are there enough votes to override the governor's veto?
1: Uh, yes. In the best interest of children, you don't allow them to make life-altering decisions.
4: State Rep. Josh Williams is a supporter of the bill, and he and many conservative lawmakers are rallying to override the governor's veto. They only need 59 votes, but DeWine believes he offered suitable alternatives of creating administrative rules, like looking into restrictions for full genital surgeries as a minor.
2: I would hope uh, that the plan that I've outlined, we would be able to work on with the legislature,
4: but Williams sees that as a power grab.
2: The governor
1: is attempting to pull legislative authority from uh, the state house and place it in uh, executive agencies
2: under his control.
4: Dewine's team says that there are checks and balances, so he isn't able to do anything without some lawmaker approval. And while the Republicans debate amongst themselves, Demlo waits.
0: Why go against? Best
4: medical practice. Right now, it's unclear if there are actually enough votes to override at the Ohio State House. I'm Morgan Trow reporting. <laughs>
0: uh
1: nothing. Uh, not uh, I don't think I've ever told anybody this. Definitely haven't told you all this. But I'm gonna I'm, I'm going to share this because I'm, I'm positive I'm allowed to share it. My child tried to take their life not two years ago, right around here, because of shit like this. It's why I take it with such seriousness, and it's why I talk about it so often when it comes up. Because I am one of those parents who has one of those children who suffers, suffer through the, the the fucked upness of, of of gender dysphoria and not understanding your body not feeling right and you not feeling right about being in your own goddamn skin and uh I came very close to losing my kid and uh I don't like that a few people who Think they know what's going on. Think they can override my ability as a parent to see and know what's going on. People don't get just. This, I know people would like to believe that you can just say, "I am a woman today, and I'm going to use the ladies' room." It's not how this works in any way, shape, or form. There's so many steps, and so many doctors you have to see. Multiple doctors, not like you know a doctor or two. Multiple doctors have to see your 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 child to read about and, and learn about their life before a diagnosis can be made. Then after that diagnosis can be made before steps can there, are then multiple other doctors can be that, that you have to speak to before any kind of uh, uh, treatment can begin. This is nothing that is done quickly or with just a second guess or whatever. It is massive and it takes a lot of steps and it takes a lot of work and a t- lot of effort. And also, minors aren't allowed to have gender uh, affirming surgeries yet. So no minor that you know is going to have any kind of surgery at all. What they can do is they can have hormonal therapies up until the point when they are grown and then they can go. if They are still so inclined. They can look into top surgery, it's called bottom surgery in some cases, any kind of surgery they need, that they think they need. But you can't have it as a minor. So them saying shit like we're going to ban surgery. Well, it's already a thing. Surgery doesn't exist for minors. It's not something that, that, that that doctors are allowed to do at all. It's a part of them as being doctors. It's in there already. It's written as such like that. You don't do that to minors because minors brains aren't fully developed and things can change. Somebody, might be, you know, I don't want to say suffering, but might be living with gender dysphoria now, but not later. You know are saying so? It's not just something that you so uh, think that it's not something that is just so haphazard and easy to say. Of uh, that, this is this is just people making things on on a, on, a, on a whim. That Dave Chappelle can make jokes about. I'm a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tra- I'm pretend I'm a lady so I can go to ladies jail and bully them, because he thinks that's funny. It's not that. There's much more effort and much more treatment and much and many more people involved in this decision making. And it's not just fuck them, because fuck them doesn't do enough. I'm upset with them, and yes, fuck them but I wish they knew better and they could know better. They choose to be ignorant. They choose not to look into these things and research. What is what? And the governor for once, not always, but for once sat down, chopped it up, listened, was listened to and said, damn, you're right. That's why parents and doctors should be making that decision. Not us at the, at the, the, the legislative or executive levels of state government. And uh, I hope this uh, this veto sticks. I got the feeling it will. I think more people are going to be like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna ride out with you on this one, man." The government already vetoed, and I fuck with him. And uh, I think they think they got enough votes, but I don't think they actually do have enough votes. And I'm hopeful for that, for not just my kid, but for all kids and adults. Because the next step is if they get the pass for 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 children, they'll they're gonna try their best to do it for adults next. Because that's just how this state functions. So that's what's going on in the news of the great state of Ohio and in my life a little bit. I respect my mama so much for calling me to make sure to celebrate with me just for a little bit. If we're in the great state of Ohio for a little bit. My child, her grandbaby is safe. Thanks, ma. I know you got my back. (laughs) Which is so wild, because then if you bounce the other way to her, to to, to my son's uh, grandma, on, on on his mama's side, not so much. So how my old ass mama got the good sense to be like, oh, I'm good. I know what I need to do. And I know how I need to appreciate and help and help out here with my son and my grandson can just transition with ease in in in, 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 in her thought process. But then, you know, folk, you think will be younger and more like hip and with it. Hey, it's wild to me, people. Wow. To me.
2: Yeah. yeah, along with the the story you tell on uh, Cadillac on Mars about about what happened at Christmas, I was I was taken aback.
1: Same. It is a uh, yeah, it's a wild one out here, people. I I, I, I look at my uh, my former mother in law with a very new set of eyes. And uh, you'll listen to Cadillac on Mars. I'll talk you about it again later uh, as we as we get through my show here. But again, that is the news of the week. I. Graciously and with all the the hope in the world, pass this show over to my man. And first up as always is Tatum.
2: Man, what is up with you? How you been? I mean, <laughs> I've been I've been all right. Um, I really don't have much to talk about. It's
1: it, it uh, is okay. Like I said we have talked a lot,
2: and so I get it. I mean, if, if you guys got any questions, like, um, I guess that would uh, open it up more than anything because, like, what did y'all do for her for her birthday? Oh. Yeah, uh, we went to uh, we went to Zanzibar. Oh, who is it? Was, uh, we
3: we've been to Zanzibar before. Which one is that? It's the, that the, place downtown, right? Yeah, it's one downtown, but it's one uh, on Sacred Square too. Oh, uh, okay. The 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 Lebanese spot. No. Okay. No, it's uh the, cool at the black owned spot. Oh the, uh, the soul
2: food place where you can get the sunrise and the, the sunset, the Kool-Aid and the half yeah, lemonade. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Okay.
3: I saw people on Instagram recently when they were talking about them were like, I went there before and the sock ball and then like people were in the comments like, No, there's new owners, you gotta go back. It's way better now than like the actual like Zanzibar. It's like, Yeah, we 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 own this place now, we got it right. <laughs>
2: no. Yeah, it was it was it was it was okay. But I mean, but at the end of the day wasn't really celebrating me like
1: it's the best laid I, plans of mice and men you you go here you plot out something you think ah, i'm about
2: to do this and then it's like no i don't fuck with that the, Like oh, damn it it was more or less she said she was, she was like but i wanted to take the boys i'm like um wow. they don't know none of these they don't know no scary properties <laughs> unless they got five nights of freddys in that motherfucker <laughs> oh my gosh well uh It was funny. We went to uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Um, Chuck E. Cheese, during the week, during the day, when there's not no uh, birthday parties there, is quite a place to go. So we usually, like if the boys are out of school early and we got a little bit of time, Which they were out of school. Like they're they're still out of school now. Um, I took them to Chuck E. Cheese. And of course, this is during the the Five Nights at Freddy's um, phenomenon, the, the, the peak of a fnaf, <laughs> as you can say. So, the one we went to is in Mentor, Ohio, and they still have the um, animatronics there. Mm. And like my youngest son's like, "Uh oh, there goes the animatronics!" <laughs> and like so. We we know how to pass around a car that Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, like so, like <laughs> usually we'll get an hour. I think if you pay like two more dollars, you'll get it an hour and a half. But yeah. something happened, and we didn't, we only got the hour. But we had it laid out. We used to go over to the kid side, like the little kid side, and get a bunch of tickets, like cheat in a basketball game, just keep on throwing the ball in the hoop and. <laughs> Like you know, just you know, just ticket gouge um, until we get a prize. But they I found this one, um, like dinosaur, like fake Jurassic Park game where you be shooting at the dinosaurs. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was a um a pirate game, but it was like same same concept. Like the Kraken to come and be swinging his arms and like shoot the Kraken. You got to shoot it in exact spots and stuff. They played that game for like thirty minutes,
0: nice. And
2: I found this um, this one game <laughs> in the back. It was like it was plinko. I just kept on getting tickets back there. Uh, we died a passing the card. I keep on getting coins here because I was working on getting them tickets so they can have something to take home. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And um, they kept on playing the cracking game. And right before, like we about to put on our coats, my youngest son was like can you take me up to the stage where an uh, animatronics is? And I'm like, yeah, we can go up there. My oldest son was like, no way, I'm not fucking going up there. <laughs> I, I don't know. And like, even when they're not singing a song, or like an ad is on, like, hey, you gotta try our pizza and beer. And like, you go up there and um, it's still, the animatronics are still going the whole time. And um, so I picked up my son to put him on the stage. He was like, "Ah, oh, can you put me down?" I was like, "Not before I get a picture." So I took a picture of him. But my, my oldest son still never came up there, and we left. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of funny seeing them being, you know, being scared of that kind of stuff because they're constantly playing. Um, what, like, uh, one of the Christmas gift uh, gifts they got was, uh, Five Nights at Freddy on the uh, Nintendo Switch. It's like the whole collection of games. Yeah. It's like six, six different games on there. But what they like to do is they don't like being the, the night security guard. They like playing on, um, Roblox where they can be the, um, the, the animatronics.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a reverse game, which they find very interesting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, um, like I said, it was, I guess, since we really hadn't talked since, um, like I said, we didn't record together since Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then like, um, I mean, Thanksgiving came, I cooked, I cleaned, I conquered. Um, then after that it was like, um, you know, at like I had to piece to get a piece together like a week off because like I wanted to use my time. I used two vacation days, three personal days, one sick day. Nice. To get, to, uh, to get my last week off. Um, which was like, um, man, being off is just, um, I don't know. You, it's always some shit to do. It's not like, um, I was just sitting at home all day. Like maybe I did that. Like one day it was, all doing stuff for like getting ready for Christmas, getting ready for my partner's birthday, doing some stuff for my mom. Um, it was just like busy every day. I think one day, like I, um, I went to one of our local restaurants, Yours Truly. I used to go to the one on Shaker Square all the time to get breakfast. I was like, when um, my one of my friends was in town, um, he used to live in Shaker and like going to Yours Truly was his thing. And um, like we met up. He was like, Hey, can you meet me after yours truly out here? I met him and I was like, God damn, I forgot about how good this breakfast was. Like um, they had ciabatta toast, and I'm like, man, I miss this ciabatta toast. And while I was there, um it was this restaurant I used to go to like so long ago. It's called Sam's Blue Line Diner. It is gone now. I miss it very much. Like I used to go there um a lot i used to go there for breakfast sometimes i definitely used to go there for lunch and dinner because they were like one of the you know one of the rare places that had like a, a good turkey burger like a good turkey burger is hard to find now it was only one place that i will eat a turkey burger from now and that's from hello bistro so so I, not the not
1: the roll over you but i you just have to talk about so a point that I, I i want to discuss i was watching uh Try guys, and they went to a couple of different chicken spots out in L.A. They were mm-hmm. trying Korean chicken, they were trying soul food chicken, and the soul food chicken spot happens to have a chicken burger. And I'm like, god damn, I would love a chicken burger. And so I just like let me just look it up. Chicken burger, Cleveland, Ohio. none to be had. Yeah, none.
2: And I'm like, come on, bro, somebody got to be hooking up the bird out here, man. Well, what I use like most of the time, um, I think especially when it comes to cost. So I usually go with an 80 15 ground, uh, when I get a Turkey, when I get ground Turkey, yeah. a lot of people don't sell that no more. Most of the time it's like real lean Turkey meat. So what I'll do is I'll get ground chicken. Ground chicken is like, not, not that expensive. It's like three thirty nine a pack at Aldi. Um, so this is something we, we have like a, uh, a good amount and especially like watching all those burger shows on um on youtube Mm. i learned like hey don't put salt in the patio to make it tough like i learned all these different techniques like when i do my turkey burger it's just forming it just forming it barely and get it in the skillet you can season it on top but not don't put like salt in the um in the mix in, in the mix because it'll make it tough but um while I was at um, this, yours truly, this particular one I went to is in Solon, Ohio. Um, and man, I seen the dude from Sans Boulogne Diner, and I was kind of like, damn, man. Like, I got to say something to this dude. I got to at least, like, show like, show him love because, like, I just remember, like, seeing him at Sans Boulogne Diner, like, all the time, like, throughout my youth and stuff, and being a teenager and an adult. I'm like, man, you used to work at Sam's Bull and Down. He's like, yeah, you're an old head. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I got some food from there. Um, and like just pretty much had like a decompression, uh, decompression day for myself. Yeah. Until it was time to go get the boys. And um, Christmas, um, you know, I, I'm not a rich man. <laughs> so... Like I make sure I try to get like the boys different Christmas gifts like throughout the year that I know they like or maybe if I miss something out last year I'll make sure that's top of the list this year. Uh, when they ask for different stuff at the store, um, I'll try to be like, oh okay, you can't get that. Maybe you can get it for Christmas. And then while I'm thinking about it, go ahead and add it to the uh, Target cart. Cause Target is the the one place I can um I can buy stuff from that nobody would know except me in the house, um, and um, it's funny. Like a quick aside to the story, uh, my youngest son came up to me was like, I think this was yesterday or the day before yesterday. You know, I didn't get everything I wanted for Christmas, right? I'm like, what? Was like, he was like, yeah, I wanted a dragon for Christmas. I ain't, I ain't get no dragon. I'm like, Emery, you got two dragons in your room right now. He's like, I do, but neither one of them work, and I wanted a real working dragon for Christmas. I'm like, okay, the first dragon you got is that's a dragon to walk around. He's like, yeah, true, true. I like, then You got the other dragon that um that breathes smoke when you put water in it. He's like, yeah, but neither one of them work. I was like, well, Santa probably thought that like, you got two dragons and you didn't need another one. He's like, that's besides the point, man. I didn't get one for Christmas, and that, I was like, "All right, I don't know what else you want." It's uh, real so, like a dragon. This motherfucker is what I'm noticing. Yeah,
3: so, <laughs> yeah, pass, pass a little light, Dad.
2: So yeah, we 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 were, we agreed that like the boys only get four gifts. So, in between, like, um, I, I did. They got like one thing that uh, my youngest son wanted that was definitely on his list. Like I had bought him um a cheetah from Target.
0: Okay.
2: And um we was at Target another time and they had a, like a weighted version of the of the cheetah that looked very similar. And like the other cheetah name is Larry, and Larry is like you know, if we make it fun of shit like we involve Larry in it like he part of the family, like, yeah, you get you you gotta go to bed, but Larry can stay up and shit like that. So um we've seen um this other cheat at the store, he's like, Man, I gotta have this um gotta had this fat this fat Larry, can you buy it for me? And I was like, I don't know, maybe for Christmas. So like we've been playing it up for a long time. Like, hey man, you better straighten up, man. You're not gonna get that Fat Larry for Christmas. He's like, all right. And then like, um, he was pretty excited to get Fat Larry for Christmas, or AKA Blarry, um, uh, Larry's brother. His name is Blarry. <laughs> um, like my my older son, for, like for Christmas, what did he? Uh, he really didn't. I I know he'll probably he probably was on the same length because he wanted a transforming um Jeep from Jurassic Park. Oh. Like it was a transformer. And I was like, man, that thing was like 70. It was it was eight every bit of 80 dollars. Wow. And I'm like, dude, I would buy this for you, but every year you get a transformer, and I and you want me to research how to transform it. <laughs> they have become convoluted in the way that you got to transform these newer transformers. Um Man, I got some transformers for him put up for when he get a little bit older, he can have a slew of them like that. Aren't mine that are only for him because he is a, a star scream nut. Nice. Um, he, he loves, um, sound wave. Like he take, like every time he's like, Hey, you know, let's get the toys ready. Uh, you could take a toy in the car with you. Um, he takes this sound wave where he can't find the foot of, and like the <laughs> one arm missing, <laughs> but like he, he, he's, he loves it. Um, like, and, um, they got their stuff for Christmas. Like my, my partner's birthday is Christmas Eve. So we, I decorated the house for that, got her some presents. Um, like I said, we went out to dinner, we went to, um, the great restaurant in Cleveland, Ohio called Zanzibar. Um, and then, um, was it Christmas? You know, it was Christmas Eve. Um, Like my partner's nieces and nephew came over. Like, like I'm not necessarily out of the blue, but it's like, hey, we gonna come over because like her one nephew's in the Marines, and like we didn't know he was gonna be like. I asked like, is he gonna be home? Like she didn't know, but they came through and you know bought her some presents and um and came through. And my whole plan was to this is before I even knew anybody was coming over. I was like, I'm gonna cook on Christmas Eve. On your birthday because um i don't want to spend even though it like if i prepare i don't want to spend that time away from being like opening up presents and doing stuff on christmas let like let's cook on christmas eve so i made um macaroni cheese dressing a turkey breast and um uh, a beef roast of some sort i don't know the name of it all i know is i got it from sam's club and it was just like I seen some fat in there. I was like, "That's some nice marbleization. and I, and I, I cooked that, and um, it seemed to be a hit, even though I didn't get to taste it. And um, it was it was a uh, it was a good thing that I cooked. People got to eat. We didn't have a bunch of leftovers. We had like just enough. Some people went ham on the macaroni and cheese, but hey, you know what? That's just how people do sometimes. Um, then. Yeah. You know, my, my kids are out of school. Uh, we went to the Cleveland um, Natural History Museum. Which is back up and fully running, I see. No, it is not. Really? It is. So we get there. That's what they're advertising. Like, oh, yeah, baby, we back. We back. <laughs> I mean, we we fell off a little bit. But, like, you know, you go to grandma's house and she got clean. But then you still see some butt lights in the trash. And you just feel like, oh, granny. uh. <laughs> So that's all kind of was because like they had like the basement was open for the kids like where they got like like different stuff they can do and um they had like a you could still go outside and see the um like the coyotes and the foxes and the owls and stuff and then they had like a little like flight exhibit that you got to pay extra for and they also had the uh, like the planetarium was open but like the hall of like stuff, things and stuff like that. That's, that's gone. And they said when it opens back up, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be more interactive. Excuse me. So, and that's not supposed to be up until like the, like the end of next year, like November of next year, October of next year. So it was just like, man, y'all got, y'all had us come down here. um, And it is still not, still not ready yet, but we had a good time for the most part. Like, the, you know, the kids like to run around and um, they, we ran into some old friends, which was nice, um, but it wasn't the same. And I, and I told them, I'm like, um, man, next time I go to the art museum, my, y'all not going. So we out of museums to go to. Well, I'm, I'm glad you had
1: a, a, a chill holiday vibes. I'm glad you, you took your days off, man. I uh I took Boxing Day off, and going forward, that's it. I'm taking Boxing Day off. That is a, that's a good day to have off. I'm saying, get that day after Christmas all, y'all. Just
2: do it for yourself. If you can get it, do it. Tell me right now, just do it. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I originally had that day off, but I was uh, four hours short of being able to take it off.
0: Fair, fair.
2: I, then, I, I forgot about how busy it is outside during this time of year. Yeah. It's terrible. Yes. And, and like it, having
1: that day just kind of gave me a little like, you heard it on Cadillac. So you know, I was running roughshod the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. It was a lot for your mans. I needed yeah. a day. <laughs> so. And so that was very helpful. And then I, because I did that, and I had such a good experience with it, I went ahead and uh, uh requested the day after New Year's off. Took that motherfucker too. So vibes. <laughs> I think I'm about to get this one after Martin Luther King Day off too.
2: <laughs> man, it's like um, it, I mean, I know you still know because you still got one kid left in school, but like, man, every other day they got they got a day off like every other friday It's like yeah the t- only the teachers are coming in the school that day yeah. it's um it's a run for the rest of the year until school is out I, i'm like almost afraid to start um, scheduling the days again because it's like um i yeah i can schedule for the rest of the year but then i got that back half after september that i need to, to be prepared for as well so yeah, yeah. Man, like, um, luckily, I uh, man, you know, what, what, what is what year is this for us?
0: 22?
2: 23. 23? Yeah, yeah. Man, we go, we almost there, man. We almost did that for that to that fifth week. Let's double check that math. I think it's only 22 though.
1: Is it 22 this year? I think you're right. Yeah. 2002
2: to 2024 is 22 years. Stupid. 21. Twenty one, four more to go, baby. But I mean, we will not even count this because they
1: give you right right when January come around. You don't gotta wait till day of for your, for, they, they, the the year you, you hit your number. So like the January the, the of, of our twenty fifth year is
2: so yeah, it. so two thousand so two thousand twenty seven, no. Two thousand twenty six would be our year. No, two thousand twenty seven,
1: twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so was four years. So yeah, yeah, four years. Four on top of four is twenty.
2: Yeah, yeah. What two thousand eight then, right? <laughs> that, that was, I don't know. Either way. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Because we start in two thousand twenty two. I mean two thousand two. Yeah. So, yeah, it it it'll be coming up pretty soon. Um, we'll get an extra week of vacation if if Lord willing and the creek don't rise. But yeah, I mean. It'll be nice for another week, but like, man, it's kind of bullshit that we had to wait that long anyway. But (laughs)
1: look, I am I'm happy. I'm at because, like I said, most people got two weeks of vacation. We wild out here for having as much as we got. But watch when we get to it, they're gonna be like, Oh, going forward, people who can will get this at X number, and I'm gonna be like, You so and (laughs) so
2: Oh yeah, because they were like, We ain't paying you no more.
3: <laughs> so this is what you're <laughs> gonna get. It. Yeah, you can have for the two point. weeks of vacation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that that's that's what's on the crack that man. Excellent. Well like I said I just I, I quite literally like and I and I told y'all this earlier. I just like I just I uh I love podcasting I love podcasting with y'all and it's just been too long. And so I'm just glad to hear from you and hear hear what you want to share with the listeners and with us in that regard, thank you for that, good sir.
2: Yeah, like all this time I was like, man, I should write some shit down because, like, I mean, my, my life moves at a, a million miles per hour. It's never, um, I'm never really, I did start painting again a little bit. Um, <laughs> like, I, oh, shit, too much noise. Like, I started painting this, um uh, this beetle the other day. I didn't finish it, of course, but um, like sometimes I'll do that. And that's mostly like, um, when I just need a moment to myself, i get out the watercolors and, um, and I'll paint a little bit. Um, but most of the time I'm, 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 all, I'm always doing something. It's never not doing anything. Um, it's, I don't know, but like I said, I got a lot of stuff I'm pondering about, yeah. like, um, like a change of career. Because, um, I don't know how long we, we can be at the pace that we are, what we're, what we're doing. And I would like to have my kids, um, you know, because they gonna need more and more shit. This is the easy part is over. Like, oh man, you only need a little bit of milk. Um, uh, man, my, my one son is like, uh, eater now. Like he, um, <laughs> He, he loves he's very asian inspired when it comes to food like i want dumplings i want chow mein oh can i have some uh can i have some of that sushi he is uh he is all about that um, that's dope and my other one is like yeah i'll just eat this bread and that's it i'm not hungry <laughs> please no <laughs> toppings just that bread <laughs> yeah like um we were like one of my favorite memories of of two thousand twenty three is when we went to uh, Texas Roadhouse and uh, my main man discovered uh cinnamon the uh, the rolls with the cinnamon butter yeah and like the fact that he was like we could just get more and more and more and I don't got to eat no regular food and the lady was like yeah I'll bring some more rolls man my main man Emery took down like six rolls by himself <laughs> and then we took some home and he he most likely ate those too. So um tonight I had kept on hearing about the, the Texas Roadhouse hack, which is a farce. That shit is really not that true. Yeah. So the lady on the internet was like, Yeah, it's $29.99 and you get all this food. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's now now that you they figured out that people was like, Oh yeah, it's forty-four dollars now. Wow. But you do get a you get a fair amount of food. You get two sides, a salad, rolls. And with words, you get twenty four chicken fingers. That's a fucking lot of uh, chicken fingers right there. And, and Emery was yeah, that's like, "Emmy's worth of the chicken fingers at that point, right?" Twenty four. Yeah, I, I yeah. and sometimes they, I know they they skip count like one, two, skip a few, twenty four <laughs> because I I had because oh, I ate most of the salad. I had like what five on my salad. I chopped it up. Emery had one that he didn't eat. Uh, Spud had two. I don't know how many Mama had. And we got like a grip left along with the two sides because I only ate the salad. So we got lunch for tomorrow too.
0: Nice.
2: Mo just was like, oh, we got it at home. I'm going (laughs) to almost cut my juggler. I'm cutting this bread in half and putting all the cinnamon butter I can stand on there. He's like, I'm full of um that was a bird. That was a throw up. And um last thing I heard, they're upstairs talking to each other right now. They're not they not asleep. So
0: going on his butter.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's what's up, man. Thank you for sharing, good sir. Box man. time with lunchbox. What's going on in your world, baby?
3: Uh I'm gonna just do one little snippet. So I took my one of my my youngest brother to the uh, I'm still going to call it the queue in my you know, I don't care that it's the rock now Um, Saturday to see the Ohio State uh, basketball team college basketball team play. uh, I think it was West Virginia. okay and um, so he he, he, my parents came over here in the afternoon and uh, visited for a bit and dropped him off and then I took him to the game. And throughout the day, he was talking about how the next day he was going to go to this New Year's Eve party. Mm. And, you know, he was nervous because there's going to be girls there. And he's, you know, nervous to talk to, to women at this point in his life and everything. But, he, you know, he was excited. I could tell he was excited to go. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, we're at the game. And, like, I started not feeling good. Like, I started getting really cold and shaky and shit while we were at the game. And so I had to drop him off after the game. Uh, so I took him back home and the game went to overtime. So like he got home a little later than I thought he was going to. And I didn't really have dinner. So on the way home, I stopped at Taco Bell and I got like a couple chicken burritos just to take home with me to eat. So I had something like small, but like was halfway decent. Yeah. And I got home and like, I still just didn't feel good. Like I couldn't really warm up. I was, I was, you know, getting like, I was kind of like, getting cold chills and shit. And so I I come in the house and like, I'm just, I'm like, please don't tell me I have like COVID again or the flu or some shit. Cause I just like got over COVID Yeah. and I'm in bed and it's like, it feels like it did before where like, I, I, you know, I'm getting hot under the blanket, but like, you know, I take the blanket off and then all of a sudden, like, I feel like I'm freezing. So I just, I couldn't get comfortable. And then my heart rate jumped back up like it did when I had COVID, where it was at, like, 120-something. And then eventually, like, once my body started cooling down, um, it came back down to normal. And I took some ibuprofen and stuff, which helped. But um, so, like, the next day, you know, I, like, I didn't really feel well because I couldn't sleep. I couldn't get to sleep until, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Which I couldn't. Like, it took that long... Yeah. Well, it took that. It took until almost 2 a.m. for me to finally take the ibuprofen because my body was like, you know, going through it. And then it took a couple more hours for my body to like relax enough so that I could go to sleep. So I slept until like noon. Okay. And so this is New Year's Eve, and I'm laying on the couch in the living room, and I didn't have any New Year's Eve plans. I wasn't expecting to go anywhere, or do anything. And my dad texted me and asked if I was doing anything. Cause they were, I guess my family was going to get together and my dad's and do like a, a, a game night with the, with each other. And I was like, well shit, like, you know, they're, they're like two miles away. I can go for a little while. And if I don't feel good, I can come home. Yeah. So then like my brother calls me and he's like, Hey, are you doing anything tonight? And I already know that th- where this conversation is going to go because like, like a 16 year old doesn't call someone on new year's Eve that and ask them what they're doing when they've spent the previous day telling me that they're going to a fucking new year's Eve party. (laughs) So I'm just like, uh, I might, I'm like, I don't feel well, but I might go to my dad's for a while. Uh, I'm like, what's up? Even though I know what, what, what the fuck is about to be asked of me. And, uh, he goes, uh, do you think you'd be able to come pick me up from the party tonight and take me home when it's over? And I'm just like, uh, I don't know, man. I'm like, I got sick last night. I'm like, I don't know if I'm even going to be awake. I'm like, I'm like, why do you all of a sudden not have a ride? And he goes, you know, talk about how like the dad of his friend or whatever, can't take him home now for some reason. And I can hear my stepdad in the background, like, can he get you? And I'm thinking like, you have a ride. He's in your house. He's your father. He just (laughs) doesn't want to come get you. So he's trying to pass it off to me, even though, like, you know, I'm like, I don't know where this fucking kid lives. You know, it could be in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, so you want me to leave my house, like, at midnight, drive to the middle of fucking nowhere, pick him up, and then bring him back to your to their house, and then come home? Because you just don't want to? Yeah. Like, fuck that. <laughs> like, I feel bad that, that like, you know, like my, my brother was being put in that position. Cause he's just a teenager kid, Like he doesn't have a car. He doesn't have a license yet. Like he's working on it, but he has his learners. He doesn't have, you know, he's at the mercy of everybody else. And I could tell how excited he was, but I was just like, nah, fuck that. You're not going to like pass off your responsibilities as his parent to me just cause you don't want to fucking go pick him up. Like, nah, I'm not like, if it was an emergency, sure. All day I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll make it work, whatever. But you're not about to like turn me into his personal fucking Uber just cause you don't feel like getting up and going to get him. like, that th- th- it like, it's not like they live right around the corner. Yeah. So it's like, I'd be driving around for fucking hours, you know, playing chauffeurs so that they can get some sleep. And then what I'm tired and shit. Like, come on. Nah, fuck. No. So like, I, like, and then like they try to ask if like if my buddy was around and I'm just like, he is preoccupied. Cause I already knew he was gonna have company. And so there was uh yeah, he wasn't going to go do Uber either. And so, you yeah. know, I went to my dad's and then like, I was telling my dad about it and, you know, I was telling him how, like, I felt guilty about it and shit because, like, I knew how much he was looking forward to it and shit. So around, like, 730, I texted my brother and I was like, hey, did you get your situation resolved? Because I was trying to make sure that, like, you know, he got to go and everything. Like, I didn't want him to miss out. Yeah. And uh, he texted me back and said that, like, my uh, his father, my stepdad, was going to do it, uh, pick him up, but he wasn't happy about it. And I was like, well, who gives a <laughs> shit if he's happy about it? This is his job. This is his dad. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just glad that, you know, you got it all figured out. And so um, I called off work yesterday because, like I said, like I, I got sick and like I've been sick. Like like today's the the best I felt since like this happened Saturday night. But like yesterday, I uh, couldn't sleep. Like I had a sore throat like all Tuesday evening where like I could barely swallow. Like it hurt to swallow. So chewing food and swallowing was difficult. Drinking was water was difficult. And then, let's just say that there were situations going on in my house that kept me awake longer than I wanted to be awake by a couple hours.
0: So go I didn't get else, to
3: bed. Man. Yeah. Uh, especially when this one was not the usual one. Yeah. So, um yeah, you can imagine uh coming home and then there's just someone walking into your house that you've never heard of and didn't know was going to be there. No, no I cannot. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but anyway, I digress. So, I couldn't really sleep and I was up super late. And then when I woke up in the morning, uh like, you know, I usually wake up before my alarm. My alarm's kind of a last resort. Yeah. But I usually wake so I wake up like just normally. I, I have this problem where I have, I don't sleep well during the week. Like I know I've talked about this in the past because I'm so afraid of oversleeping that I just inherently wake up and check the clock out of that fear. Yeah. And so I, I like, I, it disrupts my sleep a lot. Um, so that's why like I sleep better on the weekends when I don't like, if I don't have to get up for anything and I don't have that, like that feeling of like, I have to wake up and check the clock. Otherwise I'm going to be late. Have, you, so, like, I woke have up,
1: you ever overslept that this, that you have a reason to think you're going to oversleep?
3: Nope. But I still just worry about it, you know, cause yeah. of like being late. If I'm late logging on, it's cause I'm having technical difficulties, not cause I overslept. But anyway, so like I woke up and like my face felt swollen and I had like a headache and shit. And then combine that with the fact that like my throat hurt and I was tired of shit. I just said, fuck it. And I called off work on the second work day of the year. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I guess like the point of all this was was I like in the right to like be like, nah, son, I'm not going to go out of my way to do your father's dad duties for him?
1: Man, we should immediately like, name
3: this real life. i an assholes. And no, sir, you're not the
1: asshole for no. every expectation that your stepfather <laughs> takes care of his son.
2: Sorry, yeah, and then on top of that, you checked later on. It's like you had a conscience about it. You um, you what? You double back? Like is everything cool? Because I know you might miss out on your first finger bang, my dude. So uh, <laughs> I want to make sure everything is cool.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah, that no. was
2: real cool of you because, like, I remember like those parties in high school. Like, oh yeah, we everybody's gonna be at Devin's house for for New Year's. I'm like, really? And I never got to go to those parties because there was going to be – nobody was going to be able to take me. Yeah. Like, I went to school on the west side. I lived on the east side. And it was like a couple times it was kind of like, are you going to come to this party? I'm like, no. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to be able to come to this party. I was – I was, it wasn't like I wasn't popular, but I was unpopular because I could never hang out because I didn't have any way to get back to the West side after school.
3: Well, the thing about it with him too, is, um, he, he started like texting me more Mm -hmm. and like sending me stuff on Instagram. I remember that. And, um, yeah, like, I mean, like this has been going on for like a little bit now. And then yesterday, like I said, I called off work. So like, that's why I was laying in bed watching like those movies and shit yesterday. And around like five o'clock, uh, I was just about to get up because like I finally started feeling okay. And I was gonna go like make some food or something. And keep in mind, like I had been in bed all day, I hadn't showered, like I like I had shorts on, like, and that was it. Like that, I wasn't like in present mode. And he calls me and he tells me that like because he said he had texted me like a few minutes prior and said that he was in Parma Um getting sushi. And uh he's like, Oh, uh, I'm, so he you te- me that and I'm, I text him back. I'm like, I thought I smelled lettuce.
0: <laughs>
3: and, uh, <laughs> so then like, he sent me something else, but like, I, I didn't like read the text yet. I was looking at something and before I could like look at it and reply, he called me and he basically was like, Hey, me and my friend want to know if we could come over and hang out for a little while. Cause we got nothing going on and I'm like in the area. And I'm just like, I'm not sure you want to do that because I've been sick last couple of days and I called off work today. And he goes, well, what's wrong with you? And I tell him, you know, my sore throat, headache, yada, yada, yada. And his buddy's just like, nah, fuck that. I, I ain't risking it. <laughs> I, in my mind, I was like, oh, thank God, because I didn't want to have to, like, entertain right now anyway because, like, like I said, I was show- unshowered. And, like, I felt disgusting. Like, you know, I just wanted some food. So, but basically what I was trying to say there is, He's trying to bring like his high school buddies to like hang out at my house now too. Yeah. So I don't know like what what this is becoming. Um, if he's, is like some sort of fucking high school safe haven now or something. But uh yeah, he definitely seems to be like talking to me more.
2: Yeah. You're his cool older brother with a bachelor pad. I mean,
3: that's real. I'm probably the most stable person he knows in his family. Also so real. I could I could see why he would gravitate towards me.
1: Yeah, and you just you show up, man. You show up when called upon, and that shit's so dope. And I, I that shit's dope for me in my life because sometimes every day I gotta be like, "Hey, make you watch my dog," and Dan is on that shit watching my damn dog. Yeah, you're you're the star to the family. But when it go down, it go down, and I so I'm just saying, man, you are you are. Uh, you're just you good. You you are good people, and I like that. You, as as your brother ages, he's like, "Oh yeah, I got a big brother that's actually real good folk." And I'm not saying his his
2: mom and daddy ages, is whatever, but it's different. You a good brother. That's different. Yeah. Like having a having a a, a a solid brother is always great. Like I said, you the you the John Starks. Like you the first option. Like all right, now you went over here, and I really can't pass him right now. Is John Starks on um on the floor?
3: Yeah. It's just weird because like our age gap is so big. Yeah. You know, like I'm I'm like twenty two years older than him. (laughs) So it's a little awkward at times, but I guess I'm like I'm mature, immature for my age, so I can kinda hang. But he also talks so much about teenager shit that like I just don't care. Yeah, but, but you like, I kind of him... try to act like I care. Yeah, but you, you, I at least, I, I least like listen. Uh, but, like, the other day, like, when he called me about, um, about, like, the, getting the tickets for the game and everything, I've been on the phone with him a couple times recently where he just kind of settles into, like, a high school teenager call where they just stay on the phone for, like, over an hour, not really talking about fucking anything. <laughs> and, it just becomes like really bad punny jokes and inappropriate jokes and stuff of about nothing. It's literally like a, a you know, a degenerate version of Seinfeld in a way. <laughs> and so the other day I was just like, I felt it coming and I was just like, eh, I'm going to go. Cause this conversation is not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm just straight up with him. I'm like, I'm like, you're not about to keep me hostage on the phone for the next 45 minutes. Yeah. Not talking to me about nothing. You know, like if it's if we've got something to talk about, sure but I'm not about to just sit here and like do this whole jokey thing for the next 45 minutes. Uh, I got shit to do. But also that's another
1: thing that's dope. You are, uh, you treat him like a peer an equal, not necessarily whatever. And you be like, nah, man, I'm good. And uh I'll send you on your way now. And he'd be like, all right, that's true. I, I get that. And, <laughs> and then he, then he learns the boundary. You know what I'm saying? You've set a brownie, a proper ad- boundary. And and now uh, hopefully you will begin to appreciate that and like I, I know what I can get away with my big bro and uh, Does what Does he I can't. cuss in front of you? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, but they, they, they 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 are cussing people. <laughs> so why not? You know what I'm saying? I, he, so so I, I I bang with him. He grew love, he I,
3: he grew up around cussing. He was you know molded, molded by. by. It. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man. I I I don't know, man. Like I said, I constantly tell you, bro, I think it's real dope. And I I I like that I like that you are present in his life. And and he in yours. Because I'm saying it's always good to have smile on, on, on that track because it's like if someday some weird slang turn gonna come across your desk, you're like, you're like, hey man, what the fuck is that? And he gonna have the answer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's Briz?
1: I know what Riz is, but
4: what's Briz? <laughs>
2: And it's that's if you have nice basic like, grids, Dan Basic <laughs> grids It's levels to this shit, right?
3: I feel like I do pretty well at figuring out slang Oh, yeah,
1: but that's because we've we we, we we've <laughs> been on this shit Slang is editorial to us, we know it You know what I'm saying? We've been through that <laughs> shit Some, Oftentimes, slang that we were spitting has come back around Yeah so It's just like Motherfucker, i wrote I, I was there when the when the when the when the, the the black magic was written so watch out now don't quote the old man when it was written <laughs> so that's 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 what it is to be uh we at this point You have to chuckle at it right? so well, You know it's been uh, I just I did that math the other day like it's been 30 years since I told y'all to study how uh, one time in life that I didn't really went out for New Years was uh, I was a I was a senior in high school about to graduate that year and I went downtown Atlanta for a peach a well, dude pooped in, show. Yeah, well, pooped in the Yeah, with a lady pooped in that. Yes. <laughs> and it's been 30 years since that happened y'all. 30 fucking years and that's so wild to me, man. Watching the peace drop. Yeah, watch well, the peach drop. I don't know. I don't know if they still do that. If, if you're from Atlanta or the uh, the general Atlanta area, and you know if they still drop the peach all these years later, let
2: let your mans know. Yeah, I, I I miss like the the Cleveland um exclusive where they're downtown and Big Chuck and Little John is watching the ball drop. Man, it was just
1: it was just me and Vanessa this year. Xander was uh, up north with his buddies in Michigan. Uh Lee Lee went to their buddy's house and they, they spent the night over there. So, it was just me and Ness and I like let me go get the antenna so I can watch, I can put on the uh, Dick Clark <laughs> and uh I watched I got I, we we you know, I fired the TV and I I got the bottle of champagne that, that, that I told you I was getting it. and uh it was nice. actually a very nice bottle of champagne. I got to give it up to him, man. I I was very uh, happy. To- yeah, yeah. I bought I bought their Prosecco last year and, and I enjoyed it as well. But this year I actually went for the champagne and I was very happy with it. So I'm not saying it's the greatest bottle of champagne ever, but it was very nice. And, it I, it I, I
2: and it's a nice looking bottle.
1: Yes, exactly. So that is a that was that was a very good time. Uh, but there you go, Boxman. Thank you for that, y'all. Uh, You're I told, welcome. I told y'all. I was gonna tell you. Okay, so I already talked about my mama, so that one is checked off the list. Again, I got a list, y'all. Your boy out here, <laughs> but this one I think is funny and funky and a, and, and 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 gives you some uh, a homework assignment, and that is out of the blue, and it was really out of the blue, y'all. I had to take over hosting duties of Cadillac O'Mars this month, <laughs> and it was so wild to me that it happened, and 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 I, and I'm Literally was meeting uh, two people for the very first time on that very show, and I ended up having to do. Um, <laughs> basically, um, what, what what on Cadillac, I'm you know, saying, if you're if you're a listener, I do a show called uh, Cadillac Omar's My man Choffy's the host, Delvin Cox, uh, and I are 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 the, are the co-hosts on that show. Chalfie had a little bit of a uh, 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 had to leave. just is what it is, and so me and Del was like, "Worry, don't worry about. It. We'll hold it down," and then. But then I already knew Devin was on the clock too, because he had some stuff to go do. So I was like, I, I, okay, I guess I'll hold this down. Now, luckily, Cadillac has a, liter- it has an order of operations, it's literally uh, 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 a message Charlie sends out every month. He's like, this is what we're doing. And you just, all I got to do, all I got to do is go down the list. Ravy. And so I tried to, all I did was go down the list with, with these, these, these new people. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, I had to emergency host a show that I was not intending to host and was not prepared to host. But I'm glad we uh we like I said that show has a little bit of a uh, a run, so it's, it was much easier to take care of. It ended up being, a, I think, a fun show. We I had a good time uh, uh, talking to and uh, and meeting these individuals and them figuring out what they like about me as a as, as, <laughs> and, and and I guess I what I'm like. Okay, I appreciate that about you, and so it was real fun do to do that. But it was it was a bit of a shock to have to do it, and I found that amusing. You should be listening to Cadillac on Mars because it's great. So, plus it's like once a month. It's like, yeah, I'm not asking you to make a huge commitment and the latest Cadillac on Mars. I'm on that. It's our first one on as, as a part of the PSVG network over there and, uh, challenging, but you can also watch it live, which is fun. Cause like I said, we was doing it live and somebody was like, I don't know this dude. Tell me about him." So I had to tell myself, <laughs> I had to tell the audience about me and whom I am. And, uh, so that was a fun what do you mean you don't know who he is <laughs> that's exactly what it is like, I don't know how you not know bro? after
3: all he done did for you
1: <laughs> but but it is what it is, people and uh like I say I found that 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 was hilarious and and a good time Christmas uh worked out uh well for for me and mine I'm grateful for that uh my uh my, my, my Vanessa's mom pretty much my mother-in-law for out of the blue and I mean out of the blue. Uh, just is like uh Christmas is on christmas Eve this year hmm. and i'm like you, you just throw my entire operation for a loop I, I i planned this a good year in advance everything about this operation runs how it runs and has ran this way and now you changed it and i was not happy about it but i i was accepting of it and 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 uh i'm over there at uh at Vanessa's mom house kicking it and as always i chop it up with her grandparents i love Talking to her mom's uh, mom and dad, they are such interesting people. They've led such interesting lives. They've done a lot of travel and 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 and, and interesting. Uh, they've had interesting jobs and so forth. And so we always end up just chopping it up, having a wonderful conversation. Uh, we talk about Canada almost every time because I like talking about Canada. You know, I love talking about Canada, and and uh, of course get to tell the story of me and Box getting pulled over at the border. <laughs> and so forth, which they are of course laughing about. And, and cause they, they have a similar story about one of they buddies being a knucklehead at the border, not understanding the seriousness of the situation. And I just loved it and I love it. And uh, so like I said, it, it it moved and I was angry about it being moved. Angry is far too strong a word. I was not happy that it had been moved. I, I, I can flip it that way, but we figured it out. My kid has a car. He ended up going. They ended up going. The boys ended up going to their their grandma's house, and then they came to Vanessa's mom's house. So my whole family did get to be present at at Vanessa's mom's house on Christmas Eve, and that was great. And uh, the mac and cheese was good. I made extra, so we had we had mac and cheese for Christmas Day here at our house because I was like, I already know it's gonna be this gonna be gone, and it showed shit. It was because I make good macaroni and cheese, people, real good. And (laughs) and so. <laughs> they 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 eat it over there, and like I got, I, see, I got a little got a little side dish just for a small regular, you know, saying a regular cake dish size for us. But I make a big old, you know, smoker pan uh, for for them because it's like everybody come through and eat and stuff like that. And so I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm glad I make enough for. And what's a word up to number twenty seven? Pusili from John Eagle. That's your noodle <laughs> of choice, people. Where where about? I swear by it. It is the noodle you want. The market dish you want with the black and red right on it. it's a little higher end. Maybe cost you like a dollar more. Worth the price. It's a damn good pasta. Cooks up real nice too. The pasta water, I, I, everything about it is right. I want you to know that.
2: <laughs> it's like a ton of, ton of um, the stuff coming off that water. Some of the starts coming off that water. I mean, off those noodles.
1: Yeah, bro. That it is big as hell. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it, man. But that's what's been populating late into my situation. Y'all know what it is, man. Every week, we walk to the now Each week, hey, each episode. I only I won't even say every week because you know what, man. I, we've been doing this show long enough where sometimes, sometimes we just ain't gonna record. I'm just gonna. I'm going to be. I'm going to accept that sometimes we are not gonna be able to do this every week, and that is okay. But when we record, when we get together, we head down to the mean streets of Reddit. To the separate eminent asshole, we were doing it before it was cool.
2: <laughs> and uh, we read through some Asshole. assholes and every and podcast he's on. He do not let people forget that he did it <laughs> before it was cool. Uh,
1: we decided these people are or are not assholes and delve into it. And I got a selection for y'all this go round. So, this one had me confuzzled, so I'm mm. very excited to talk to y'all about it. Am I the asshole for texting my wife? Your sister is welcome to stay. Hmm. This next one. Am I the asshole for, for making my daughter miss once in a lifetime events, in parentheses, homecoming and senior prom, and delete all of her social media as punishment for bullying? Oh. This one ended up getting locked, but I also went and pulled some. Well, we'll get to that when we get to that. And then this one, am I the asshole for telling my mom, I'm staying with dad full time until I don't have to share my room? <laughs> I'm going to start with that one, just because I like that giggle again. <laughs> <laughs> am I the asshole for telling my mom, I'm staying with my dad full time until I don't have to share my room? I, 15 female, mm. live one week with my dad and another with my mom. They divorced three years ago. And my mom has been dating John for a year. Mm. John and I don't hate each other, but we're not close. We all live in the same town as most, um, as most, as most my dad's, or they're 15, so I'm forgetting they right. As most my dad's side of the family, so either then, either so other than my, in the mu- my music lessons, I also hung out with a lot of my cousins and didn't spend a lot of time around John. A month ago, John and his daughter, Trisha, 11, female, Moved in temporarily into my house because there was a fire at theirs. My house has two bedrooms, so Trisha has to stay in my room. My bed is a bunk bed because I was getting a, I was getting a sister. <laughs> what? Oh, Jesus Christ, this is sad. My bed is a bunk bed because I was getting a sister, but my mom miscarried. Trisha and I hung out a few times, only a few times, but before this, but I can say the same about I. But I can say the same about. I can say the same thing about her that I say about John. I don't hate her. Okay. But she turns out to be hard to live with. She has long hair, and her hair is everywhere. Mm. She talks in her sleep, and I was woken up five to six times since her stay. She also sometimes tried to speak to me when I already turned off my lamp, a sign that I was going to sleep. <laughs> I talked to my mom, and she said I need to be nicer to her since she's been through a lot. That my issues were just minor inconveniences. That Trisha would be back at her own home soon in the in soon in late January. I talked to my dad, and he said, "Let's just move in with him until Trisha leaves." I then packed my bags and told mom i will be staying at dad's. She blew up at me, saying, "What a spoiled brat I am!" I don't know about mm. that, and, I, and that I'm making John and Trisha feel horrible for imposing. Don't know about that either. I just left. It's been a week now. And my mom never reached out to me. She dropped my Christmas presents at my grandma's because my dad and I would, celeb- would celebrate Christmas there. I don't think my mom can get the law involved because I'm 15 and I just have to tell them, li- tell them the living situation and they should understand. Besides, it's only until I can I can have my room back again. Still,
2: am I the asshole? Nah, I don't even really think she being that insensitive is like the only thing I think she did with that was kind of like whack was like, oh, OK, OK. The- Lights out. Don't talk to me no more. <laughs> Other than that, like somebody doing some weird ass shit, like talking in they sleep while you trying to sleep and stuff. Oh, boy. um, Man, my six year old sometimes would just be talking. I'm, I'm a grown ass man. And my old age, I, I, I don't fuck with that. That is weird.
0: And he's my <laughs> son. And I love
2: him so much. And just to be walking past this room, and he going, blah, blah, blah. no,
3: no, <laughs> boy, no, no, I, boy I was once on a trip with a bunch of people and they told me I was uh, talking in my sleep in, in the hotel. Um, I know why I was in, I was in a very stressed out state at that point in my life. Mm. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine being in that room and like hearing me talking in my sleep and shit. That'd be weird.
1: Especially if you've if you've lived fifteen years of your damn life sleeping by your damn self, you don't know what it is to have a roomie. No? <laughs> that that's strange. Uh, might Especially be, you know, somebody know. Uh, uh,
2: eleven and fifteen doesn't seem like a lot of time when you're older. But eleven that, and fourteen, like, is <coughs> I mean, four years isn't a lot of time normally, but uh, between eleven and 14, 11 and fifteen like kids is like so such a big age difference it's like man i'm bleeding i'm not i don't even know what that shit is you're scaring me it's quite literally
1: like high school and in some situations elementary and in some situations probably just the beginning of junior high but like i think elementary is elementary elementary. yeah Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah Y'all live in two different lives. And I don't know. I guess so. what I think is slightly rude is I packed my bag and dipped. Like, I mean,
2: can we not have a conversation? <laughs> I mean, it, me? it did seem like she tried to, um, she tried to have a conversation with her. She was kind of like, no, they'll be going soon. But fair. I didn't consider that she did.
1: She did. try. like, Hey man, this shit's kind of whack and weird. And he's like, Oh, just hold it down until they get till they leave at the end of January. And I don't know when this started. So the end of January could have been a large
2: gap betwixt, you know. Like this, I'm gonna say they're not—they're flat out not the asshole. But yeah. the mom didn't listen when she tried to say it. She's 15. Like it's a whole lot of shit going down when you're 15 years old, and a little yeah. bit of stability is 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 better off than like uh, <laughs> just being like, oh, just, just just don't don't worry about it. She went to her dad. She didn't like she. Uh, went to somebody else. It's her friggin' dad. Yeah. Um but like 15 is a hard age. Eleven is a hard age too. But um you know she, she needs that bit of solace. And yeah. obviously her mom wasn't trying to hear her. Yeah. Honestly, it's always weird when a parent would choose a uh,
1: I don't this ain't even a part I, I, mean, of I, mean, I don't even
2: think it's that I think that the the, the mom just doesn't get the gravity of it. Yes. At that time. Like obviously the mom going through some shit too. She had a miscarriage that like yeah. they kinda uh, that they talked about. Um maybe that's why she got divorced. Who um yeah. who knows? You so, right. you're right. Yeah, it's it's hard for everybody, but the mom is probably like too like not she's going through her own stuff right now, and mama gotta have a life too, baby. Fair. Uh, one, of the, one of the
1: comments here is not the asshole, but your dad should have c- had a conversation with your mom and he I, went about this all the wrong way. You do not know that.
2: They did not. As a family
1: court attorney, I have different views on much of this. In my state, if mom got the law involved, you could be made to return. I'm often asked if 12, 14, 16, can I make the decision where I live or my child can pick? The answer is the court will consider your wishes in my state, but not let you pick. In the same way, if you pick your dad, your mom can't just turn off paying support to, or disown you. There are rights and responsibilities involved. People too often think every case is a reasonable teen a teen who can pick and forget if the law freely allows kids to just pick sides, that it would be really, really easy for kids to play parents completely off of each other and end up with zero supervision. All this to say, I think you have some real feelings. I think people should listen to you. And I don't think either of your parents are acting like adults.
0: Hmm.
2: It, the Reddit is bad at that. Like, it didn't say anywhere in that article that him, the mom and the dad didn't have a conversation. It didn't say that. Yeah. It didn't seem like it. Yeah.
1: So, so you, you, and, and again, we can only take what is given. But also, it, 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 you don't need to make any kind of leaps as to what happened, communications wise. You don't know what happened, and therefore, maybe you shouldn't speak to that. Yes. So you're right. Uh, Reddit doesn't think this, this shot is an asshole. And of course I don't think we do either box. You don't, I mean, I don't know if you're like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it didn't seem like he was like, fuck that key. <laughs>
3: <laughs> fuck them kids. As always. Figuratively, not literally. <laughs> <laughs> Am
1: I the asshole for texting my wife? Your sister is welcome to stay. Hmm. They're the I hope so. <laughs> my sister-in-law, thirty-three female, was visiting us from out of town and staying with us. Thirty-five male, thirty-five female, for a week between Christmas and New Year's. We were supposed to go out last night, but I got into a silly fight with my wife, so mm. I stormed off and went home by myself. I won't get into the details of the argument because I accept the bulk of the culpability for it, and it's not the point of this "am the asshole" question. It is probably worth noting for context that there has been simmering tension between me and my wife lately. So the point she brought up, if it would make sense for us to take some time apart. When I arrived at home, I concluded it would be best for me to leave the apartment for the rest of sister-in-law's stay, which had another 48 hours remaining as her flight could not be changed. We're in a one bedroom NYC apartment with sister-in-law staying in our living room. So it's impossible not to be in each other's face all the time. I believe sister-in-law would feel uncomfortable due to the tension and my continued presence would be effect would effectively force her out of our place, which I could which I consider which I consider would be unfair to her. Besides, sister-in-law is currently a grad student living off a grad uh, living off a student loan with a ridiculously high interest rate, and she would be paying exorbitant hotel rates in NYC during New Year's Eve weekend whereas I have enough credit card points to make the out-of-pocket expense a minimal consideration. Therefore, I texted my wife as follows. I'm leaving the house at 9 p.m. and plan to return on January 1st. Let's talk in person then. Your sister is welcome to stay until then. At 8.45 p.m., I just finished packing my overnight bag, went to my surprise, my wife and sister-in-law arrived at the apartment. Sister-in-law accused me of being extremely rude, taking particular umbrage with the last sentence of my text. But I said that out of consideration for you. I admit I am at fault for the fight with your sister, so I was merely offering to minimize the inconvenience to you, our guest, by me leaving my leaving instead, I responded. Sister-in-law declared that I'm an adult and you do not tell me whether to stay or leave. With that, sister-in-law grabbed her things and ventured off into the December night. A single woman with no plans in a city she's unfamiliar with, which is exactly what I feared and had tried to prevent. My wife is now mad at me for giving sister-in-law no option but to leave by saying she is welcome to stay. I'm baffled because it was intended to be anything but that. Am I the asshole for this sentence? I could have handled the situation better overall, but the sisters are convinced that my saying sister-in-law is welcome to stay is the chief offense of all. A second related am I the asshole question after sister-in-law exit, I wondered out loud to my wife, well, should I at least offer to book your sister a hotel? But since sister-in-law had left to make the point that she is an independent woman, I did not pursue this option further. And now my wife is also angry about this. Am I the asshole for reach for not reaching out to sister-in-law and offering to book her a hotel? So this is a double, This is a double one for this man. Is he wrong for saying sister-in-law is welcome to stay? And is he then wrong after she stomped off for not offering to book her a hotel? I'm just
2: confused on what the fuck is there to be mad about. Thank here. you. So was I. And did you hear what was what <laughs> happening before you had to step away? Um, I I trust you guys. I can listen to it on the, when I listen. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm yeah.
3: Gonna... Like I was listening to what you were saying, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Why are they mad? Like. I'm gonna rattle it back. Maybe over I'm just head. missing something. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but plus, like, plus, plus I, I just I don't get it. This this sounds like women be shopping, baby. Right. <laughs> Box,
1: you listen with closeness that maybe I'm not picking up on. and you listen too. Okay, okay. Him his wife got into a fight at dinner, but they've been already in a space where he feels like they probably they, they his wife was already like we probably need some time apart. And this and this time he finally was like mm, I can kind of see your point. And so he wrote to his wife. I'm leaving the house at nine o'clock tonight. I'll be back at New Year's. Let's talk in person then. Your sister's welcome to stay until then. 8.45 comes around, just finished packing his bag, and his wife shows up with his sister-in-law, and his sister-in-law accuses him of being extremely rude, taking umbers with his last sentence. The part where he says she's welcome to stay. Sister-in-law mad about it, wife mad about it, Sister-in-law was like, you ain't gonna tell me when I can stay or leave. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, what? Because I, I so remember
2: I, she was saying uh, she was saying she would feel uncomfortable. He was worried she'd feel uncomfortable
1: if they was, if he stayed there with them fighting. So he's like, look, I got some hotel points. Let me get the fuck up out of here. Y'all can just have some sisters on together. I'll come back. Uh, you know, when when after, when after she leaves, because she's supposed to leave like in a couple
2: of days. Yeah, I, I don't think you did anything wrong. Neither do I, and uh,
1: I'm confuzzled, like I said, I'm, I'm very much confused by it, because I'm like am I not getting something? Is he saying she's welcome to state? Is that rude in some way? And I'm like I don't see how it could be but then he could be writing this in a way that makes me, I don't know. You know I'm what I'm sorry. saying?
3: So. Yeah. I'm just not seeing it. All right.
1: So people was like, people was lighting them up. like, what the hell is this fight about? What is this fight about? What was this fight about? That got y'all so heated. And remember he said it was a silly fight. And so mm. since people ask how silly was the quote, silly fight, we were supposed to go to a live music venue. Wife didn't like the view of the seats we were given. I actually didn't mind the seats, but she made a bit of a scene about wanting to get different seats. But since the performance was sold out, they could not accommodate. She demanded a refund, which she got, and we left. Wife then blamed me for the crappy seats. I was the last to arrive of the party, but only 3 minutes past the agreed time, which was 30 minutes before the performance started. She also blamed me for not standing up for her against the management. Mm. I told her I was tired of her being hypercritical and hypersensitive all the fucking time. You see, this is where it went from silly to my nigga, what? (laughs) Uh, And stormed off to home. I was fed up and also not happy about having the evening plan abruptly canceled. But, in retrospect, I should have not lashed out at her, did you recognize that, like that, and I have apologized to her about it today. Why did I feel compelled to add this last line about she's welcome to stay? I responded in another comment, but sister-in-law had made a big fuss about not wanting to impose on us. And she said she was going to look into getting a hotel room for the last day or two of her visit, which I insisted that she not do. Since the question had been discussed before, I wanted her, I wanted to make it clear that my, that my wish remained the same. That you can stay, you know, for the rest of your trip. Now we've cleared that up. The fight wasn't as silly as my man said it was, but he has apologized. He recognized where he was wrong at. So, you know what I'm saying? Respect that. I'm not saying it fixes everything, but one one recognizing what you did wrong is is, is a big deal, you know? But, man... Somebody responded, why are you married to this person? OMG. I don't know about that, people. <laughs> Set
3: her down, it. Set her down. I don't know. I don't know. He does make them, sound, make them both sound kind of crazy.
1: Sister-in-law's response sounds very calculated. Bet the girls are preparing for a divorce and need ammo for the court of public opinion. He kicked my sister out of the apartment when she was visiting for New Year's. She had no money and had to fend for herself in New York. Again, you just made that story up. <laughs> just, just whip the tail <laughs> up in your head about what, what's going to happen. I'm trying to see if I see anything.
3: Uh, oh, familiar f- familiar with a lot of people that do that kind of thing. <laughs> I call them victim blamers. Uh,
1: everyone sucks here. You're all overreacting and should, se- and should separate now and in the future. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. You're all acting like children. There are more important things in the world than a concert. And if your adult sister-in-law and if your adult sister-in-law can make her own decisions, all you all you need to grow up. Okay, bro. Wow. Everyone sucks here. Your wording sounds like a power play. Why would there be any presumption that sister-in-law wouldn't be welcome to stay until her flight? What? I would imagine that this was the original plan. You may not have meant it to sound that way, but here we are. But also, sister-in-law claims you gave her no choice but to leave because you said she was welcome. That makes zero sense. Okay. Okay. I <laughs> said this is one I was like, the fellas will know. <laughs> and uh y'all
2: seem just as confused as I am, so I feel good about that. Yeah, this one is um everybody sucks because everybody's confused. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping
1: I could find, and this, I, I, I did not and could not find any you're the assholes in this particular situation. So uh,
3: this I'm, kind of reminds me. I watched this movie recently uh, called Sorry to Bother You, uh-huh. and there's this clip that I like that I saw on the internet that like made me want to watch the movie. Whereas it's two black dudes. The one black dude is in like a movie that's just coming out. It looks like a religious movie or something.
2: Yeah, Sorry to Bother. But they're you. on the
3: sidewalk. Yeah. And, like, they're they're talking to each other, but they're, like, it's it's real aggressive. And they're just wishing each other, like, I hope you have a great day. I hope you have an even better day. Man, you smell so good. Oh, you smell even better. Like, that kind of shit. Like, trying to, like, one-up each other with kindness, but it's really anger. That's what this kind of feels like a little bit, where, like, he's trying to be nice, and they're just taking it as aggressive attacks.
1: Is that the Boots Riley movie that ends with yeah. the that dude becoming
2: a horse? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah,
3: it's yeah. a real
2: weird movie, right? Yeah, uh, it's one. It's it's the movie that uh, remember how bad my partner was about uh, that's the, the Kevin Smith movie, a Tusk. <laughs> <laughs> she is uh a, a, a Tusk, and sorry to bother you, are the two movies that have a heavy weight in our our, our my movie <laughs> picking capabilities. But that, yeah, that movie is a, 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 a heavy on satire. Yeah. Fair, fair, and that's the uh, Keith Stanfield one. that uh, that's going to yeah, be in a yeah, religion yeah. movie.
1: A man, a man from uh, from uh, you might know him from uh, from uh, Atlanta. Why is that, the, the damn show not coming to me, Anthony? Uh, Atlanta, or he was Atlanta. just in
2: um the haunted mansion
1: on, on Disney um uh, recently. Yeah. He was of course in Get Out, so yeah, the Keith Stanfield, great actor. I uh, the asshole for making my daughter miss a once-in-a-lifetime events homecoming senior prom and delete all her
2: social media as punishment for bullying. I'm going to say uh, no. this first is not the
1: asshole. Yesterday, I was informed that my daughter, Sam, was a part of a group of students who bullied another girl to that, who, <laughs> who bullied another girl to the point that she had to switch schools there was a racial aspect to the bullying, Oh shit! which came as a complete shock since my wife and I truly did our best to raise our three kids to be kind and honest individuals. I don't believe that a grounding and a confiscation of electronics is harsh enough for what Sam did. So I told Sam that she won't be allowed to participate in homecoming or attend senior prom. I also told her that she won't be getting a car for her 18th birthday either. Finally, I told her that she'll have to delete all her social media accounts with either me or her mother watching. Sam begged me to allow her to go to Senior Prom because it's a once in a lifetime event, and keep her Instagram account because it had pictures going back years that weren't saved anywhere else. I told her that she should have thought she shouldn't have been a racist bully. Oh my parents are temporarily staying with us while their house is undergoing renovations. They agreed that what Sam did was completely out of line and must be punished but they think that making my daughter miss homecoming and senior prom and forcing her to delete her social media is far too harsh. This one also has also been locked. You know what I'm saying? He screeches me. Is this person an asshole?
0: No.
3: Nah, Fuck it. Teach the kid a lesson. I agree. (laughs) uh,
2: You got to teach them a lesson before the streets do. So almost all
1: of Reddit says they're not the asshole. In fact, I'll read you one. Not the asshole. This seems appropriate to the level of offense here, especially the de- the deletion of social media accounts. That said, there's a chance to teach the kid of repentance and redemption. Assuming you're in a U.S. or Canada, I don't think homecoming is, is a thing elsewhere. So I feel good about the assumption. The school year is just about to start and prom isn't until April, uh, early May. Create a plan of restorative actions that she can take to earn prom back. These actually can include volunteering service, cultural sensitivity classes, and if possible, something that can be that can positively impact the girl she bullied. Also, giving her something to earn back, like like that, lets her have a positive focus for the year. What she did was wrong and needs to have consequences, but it can be important an important learning opportunity too. Good luck. Ed, some great conversation here. I've crossed out the idea of befriending an outcast. <laughs> I didn't even read that to you because it was crossed out. And I agree that picks should probably be saved, but maybe not ones with the other friends involved. I can also very easily detect those who have zero parenting experience and those who will probably end up LC or NC low contact or no contact with their children someday, because they have no f- feel for the idea of repentance and redemption. It's a balance. People raising a team means that there have to be serious consequences for the ser- for serious actions but also teaching them how to behave in the right way. And that requires a path of earning back what they've lost. That's, that's a solid, not the asshole situation. And I was like, who who, who don't think this person is not the asshole. And then I went looking and I found who didn't think this person's an asshole. So I have a few. You're the assholes. People thinking this person is an asshole for punishing his kid. Uh, You're the asshole, and in parentheses, softish. Homecoming, nixed, social media gone, electronics gone, car gone, all makes sense. The part that stretches to you're the asshole is senior prom. The prom is nine months away, give or take a month. Punishment is to correct bad behavior and learn from it. Stretching the punishment for months seems over the top. Instead of barring it, you can put it back on the table that she needs to show some character improvement between now and whenever for prom. Otherwise, if she lost everything, then why bother improving if everything is gone? I get you're mad and you should be. But this punishment to make her a better person or to make her suffer regardless of positive changes. So that's not a terrible one. Yeah. This one. You're the asshole. These are once in a lifetime events, as you said. Rewards for her accomplishments in school. No social media, no electronics, no cars. These are reasonable. She deserves prom, though. This is this is her one and only chance, which is not true. There's a junior and senior round. She could, she probably went last year. The, 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 these are all that's truly not fair. That's too harsh. No car will be punishment enough. Also, you are able to just disable social media accounts. She doesn't have to delete Instagram. You can just deactivate it when you're ready to allow her access to social media again. She should be able to sign back into her account freely. I recommend you tell her to change to change her passwords to one she does not know. As kids, especially teenagers, are sneaky. This is another year. You're the asshole. In my opinion, you're the asshole. You didn't listen to your daughter's side of the story. Mm. What do you think? Of the side of the story that made you bully somebody racially outside uh, to so much that they had to leave their school? What could be your side of the story?
0: Uh, no, none,
2: none at all.
1: You decided alone without consulting anyone else about the punishment. Clearly not, discussed with a mama. Yeah. So uh, your punishment is less about restoration or making amends and just causing her pain. You're overcompensating now for something that you could you completely overlooked for months.
2: I don't
1: what?
3: Overlooked, but like maybe didn't know anything about? Yeah.
1: Pretty easy to yeah, anyway. Last one. You're the asshole. There's bullying and she's being racist. But bullying her back and exercising your control isn't going to help her change her behavior. It's only going to make a different part of her feel absolutely distraught with while the part of her that did the bullying just lays dormant. I don't want her. I don't want to under under to undermine or underestimate the level of trauma that your child caused another child. If that kid had to change schools, then it's a very extreme measure that only happens when the bullying is severe that kids will remember for the rest of their lives is a terrible thing and I hope that they can heal heal what your child did to them. However, if you want to change the behavior, actually talk to the kid about what happened. Open up a space for them to give the viewpoint and discuss their feelings about everything. Seems like you didn't do that at all. Deleting her socials? No car, no prom, no homecoming? For the record, prom is literally 10 months away. That's a year-long punishment. Her bullying behavior should never be excused, And some punishment slash reprimanding is totally fine and moral. But for me, it seems more than you taking out your frustration and guilt on her. If she's bullying others and being racist, it's absolutely a sign that something
2: is off. Try to help her, not damage her. So, one, how would it be if a random dad just come up like, hey, other 16-year-old girl, 17-year-old girl, what did my daughter do to you, please? Let me see the light.
0: <laughs> uh bruh.
1: People people be wilding, in my opinion. And uh sometimes things must be addressed and this this is an address. I'm not saying he's wrong. And I also do think that is a, a wildly lengthy
2: punishment, you feel me? Yeah, but it's if, like, if sometimes if that's all you got. That's like, obviously, it's touched the nerve with all these people. It touched the nerve with fucking her. She did something like, especially like if you didn't expect it, like, hey, like, like my one son that don't like baked macaroni and cheese. I mean, who raised this kid? I don't know. I don't know why I, <laughs> he don't like it. He just don't. And this dude out here raising a racist, and he like, what the fuck, Junie? I didn't raise you to be a racist and like she not coming off that shit and only thing she's been thinking about all this time is senior prime well fuck it you're not yeah. going to senior prime I don't care if it's a year away that's the only thing you care about I. that's the only thing I can take from you Yeah. that's the only yeah. thing that's going to make you get the picture that this shit ain't cool this kid had to leave a school senior year
1: their, their life is 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 beyond you know repair at that point? Yeah, like they probably ain't gonna get to go to prom because you know what I'm saying. Who knows? I mean, I guess that's a whole year to make between now and then to get together. But still, bro, yeah. you you have taken from this person in in such a way that that's what I, and that's one of the ones that's like that's gonna follow that person for the rest of their days. And it's almost like your father's like, I need something to follow you for the rest of your days, so you can understand what it is to have that kind of that kind of hurt. And uh, lightweight got to respect it, man. So. You can't spank
0: them
2: like, Yeah. Like, you you can't. You can't. Uh, like, man, like that kid had to leave the school. Yeah. Not knowing what that kid's parents has to sacrifice to go to another school. Who knows? These people have been thrown in jail because their parents sent, uh, took them to an, another school system that they weren't supposed to be in. Yeah. who knows, man? I'm going extreme because yeah. y'all going extreme.
1: <laughs> you, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You went, you went extreme, and 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 therefore the measures had to be kind of met out the exact same way. Uh, so that was this week's kind of the assholes. Uh, I, we gave you most of our entertainment at the, uh, at the top of the show, but uh, guess what? All three of us still some clack addicts, Monopoly Go, shooting directly in our veins got it between my toes now you know what i'm saying just <laughs> too much for now go too much far too much i did start a new game it's a new for me game uh sea of stars i'm playing i'm playing on xbox game pass it's available if you have uh playstation version of game pass uh, at a certain level there's levels of game pass on playstation i don't know how they all work out but it's also available over there and it's also available on the switch it's a uh so a role-playing game, and I don't normally play RPGs. Uh, it's a turn-based RPG. I don't normally play those kinds of games because I'm not really into turn-based, but the story is compelling and has me so far. And so I've just been playing it bit by bit here and there. I'm stuck at a boss right now, and uh, that's frustrating. And if I can't figure out how to get around it, me and Sea of Stars time might be uh, shorter than expected, but uh, that's what's that. Uh, I've been listening to, I, uh, as the lyrics of the show show you earlier, I've been listening to The Cold Vane, this uh, Cannibal Ox uh, I had a friend, uh, J. Pitch, J. Pitch, used to host a show called The J. Pitch Show. And he talked about how, uh, in his opinion, the Co- uh Covein is a, is a winter album. And uh, here early in the in the, in the the new year and early in winter, I was like, yeah, let me play. Let me spin the catabox. So I literally sat right here. I mean, like literally, like I said, if you're watching the video right here, turn toward that rack of, of records. It's open it up and sat and listen to that record straight through. All, all four sides, you know, saying of the vinyl, and I just, man, I Colvin a Box, you should listen. To it. That's LP, LP's production is insane, but also these young men making their first album ever is just eating it. And the lyrics I just read to you on the show at the beginning of the show, they were wrong on Genius. So guess who had to fix them? Hmm. Of course, I did because that's what I do. I'm one of those people. So that's what I've been getting down with. Anything y'all been getting down with that we didn't already uh share with the listeners?
2: Um mm.
3: I reinstalled Call of Duty uh <laughs> well, I installed Call of Duty uh Warzone two the other day. Okay. Steps played a couple matches.
1: How you feeling about being back in uh it's not Verdance anymore. What is it now?
3: I have no idea what the map is called. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, neither do I. So I didn't get to. I didn't get to play very much because, like, my that was when my family showed up. Yeah, yeah. For the with my brother the other day, so like I was kind of distracted, and so I didn't get to play very long. Fair enough. And I have. I've been sick or you know busy since, so I haven't gotten back on since last Saturday. I hear you.
2: I see it. Respect, respect it. Uh, Ant Man,
3: you been
1: playing anything?
2: Yes. Um, I've been playing a little Animal Crossing. Um. I play um, little uh, switch sports. Um, I, got
0: that. I should play that.
2: Yeah, I play the bowling. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. You know the kids like it. Well, some of the kids like it. Um, Mario Kart, of course. Um, I play a little RoboCop. Um, you got? Oh, uh, what, did Santa bring you RoboCop? Like you thought? Uh, no, Santa, Santa didn't bring you RoboCop. Um, <laughs> uh, actually. Um, a long time ago, uh, me and lunch do this thing called, uh, like prime, uh, prime panel and you get, um, different points for it. Like you get money for it to buy stuff from Amazon. And like, um, I had got some gift cards like from, um, from, um, target. And I was like, well, I'll just get it from target. Like it ain't been on target. It ain't at the record exchange. I ain't seen it in no stores, and I was I started to panic. I'm like, "Am I ever gonna? Should I just buy this game?" And I um I just broke down and bought it. And um like like I said, what that was that was um with the money, and then like we had uh, gift cards from taking other stuff back during Christmas. Um, I was like, I can buy RoboCop, and it was the cheapest place to buy it from Amazon. Nice. And, of course, it went back up in price today. So I was uh, pretty uh, glad I bought it, but like the um, I, I do not like first person games. I just don't. You, you, yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess I can rationalize it in my mind because, like, of course I played the RoboCop game when I was little on Nintendo. Yeah. But um, RoboCop, how could it be in under anything other than first person playing this RoboCop? Yeah. Um. So, um, I didn't get to play it much because, like, um. My kids are out of school, and like my one son, like I I ain't gonna even lie, he just bang out with me, like he fuck around with me all day doing work, um, like he down here eating my vitamin C every day. Like, is it vitamin C time? Like, yeah, you have vitamin C. Um, (laughs) like uh, anytime we in a meeting, (laughs) he on the camera every time. <laughs> so much so that our boss is like, "Hey man, your son growing up." I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like the man, the man, man, uh, sent me a message about it the other day. I'm like, "Oh man, fuck it, you you know what it is." But yeah. um, yeah, it's like it's just me and him down here all day. He's like, "Man, go ahead, shoot him, Dad." My like, man, don't say that. <laughs> but um, I've been playing that. Did you watch um Upgrade? um
1: uh-uh. no fucking hell! I forgot all about that. I could have been, I could have been watched that. Now I watched so much shit in these uh these
2: yeah. holidays. Yeah, I watched that again on HBO Max, and I I think it was on um Netflix. I watched the uh the movie again. Um the um, gosh, the Wilder people hunt for the Wilder people. Yes, oh, I yeah. love that fucking movie. That movie is so good. Like if if that's the only movie he ever made, I would be fine with that. Um, I, I watched that again. I've watched that twice in the last couple months. Like, um, it's such a good movie. Um, I finished watching Bookie on um on HBO Max. I thought that was a, a a pretty good show. Um, and today, like um, it was like on the top of like the Netflix page. Um, Carol in the End of the World. Yeah. Um, I believe that's what it's called. A lunch, remember the older lady that Rue was buying drugs from? And she was like, mm-hmm. like, cold and calculated like, you, you don't want to mess with me, Rue. That lady? Yeah. She is the voice of the main character <laughs> for this cartoon. And just like having those two characters in my mind is kind of funny. <laughs> but she talks just like that. <laughs> and uh, it, she's perfect for the show. Like, she is a lady that like they know a meteor or something is about to hit the earth in seven months. So like the whole world's like kind of crazy and like it makes sense because like the military now runs the grocery stores and stuff like that. So like who who else the fuck is going to be forced to keep a grocery store open? Like I I always thought that was kind of interesting. Like, um, what would you do if the, if the world is about to end? Like, certain shit ain't open, certain stuff is. Like, her mother had a talk where, like, the neighbors keep on seeing you at Applebee's. Like, you know, the Applebee's is closed. What are you doing? And, like, she's just, she just wants to have a normal life for the next seven months. So yeah. she pretty much just starts working in this office building with a bunch of other people who want to just have a normal life too. So it's an interesting show. The animation is cool. It's just like the um, animation from Craig of the Creek or um, I, I believe it is. Okay. And like, it's some, um, some interesting talent doing some voices. It was like a one cutaway scene where LeVar Burton and Malcolm Jamal Warner are talking on a roof, uh, talking about the meteor coming. Um, and I think that was the first time I've ever heard LeVar Burton cuss, which was interesting. Nice. Um, I'll, that, I'll probably watch a bunch of other stuff, but it's like the rest of the rest of the stuff is just fluff. Like, oh, I I, I watch it's a it's a car show. I think it was on Hulu. Man, it was it's a detailing car show. Like they detail the fuck out of cars and then they sell it back. To, um, and it's that you know, stuff like that, stuff that I don't man. think other people really be interested in. That like it's just weirdly good for me. Yeah.
1: I, 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 hey, if you if you like it, I love it, my guy. Um, you know the deal is? Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show where possible. Go ahead and subscribe to us over YouTube, where we are once again Stage Crunchy and Milk. Not just Stage Crunchy anymore. Yes, crunchy, of course, being spelled with a K. I love it. Uh we got merch T slash user slash Stage Crunchy Milk all one word. Go get a shirt. Uh Today, this very morning, I went and uh, fucked around with and tweaked the Patreon. I got rid of the $10 tier altogether. No one ever, no one has ever, ever taken advantage of the $10 tier. No, somebody did take advantage of the $10 tier for like two months and then they stopped. And that's cool. No worries. So it's just two tiers, the dollar tier. But at the dollar tier now, every now and again, I'm going to throw you a show that you would otherwise get if you were at the $5 tier. But I'm not going to do it all the time. And And it's a dealer's choice. So it's what I feel like giving you. And that's what you get at the dollar tier. So you get a little sum of the dollar tier. Unlike before where the dollar tier is basically, you just let me hold a dollar, which I'm always going to suggest you let me hold a dollar. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be real with you. Five dollars here though. Uh, what, what the $10 tier held that was interesting was that we you could get our back uh, catalog. Our, 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 our 200 some odd shows that came before we were on Spotify. We had to pull those shows down because they weren't Spotify compliant. Which I don't. Again, at this point, we're this is episode 522 as we record. Trust me, we've done now more shows not on uh, spot uh, not on Spotify uh, on Spotify than we did before Spotify. But some people like having that access, and so now you at the five dollar tier, uh, and, and there and, and there are you that there are those of you that are already there. will get uh, we'll uh, begin seeing uh the old episodes of Skim show up in your feed for your enjoyment. I hope you enjoy that. Plus, of course, you get uh, any of the other shows we do. Uh, we 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 owe y'all uh, a, a, a fresh retry. In fact, hold on, let me retch over here. Do uh, it. A little closer to the camera. Got your little hazelnut Japanese Kit Kat. Also have you the milk tea Japanese Kit Kat. Also have you the Cadbury's crunchy spread. Oh. We tried to be. We tried, people, right here at my desk, waiting on us to figure out when we can make time for one another. It is a challenge. We are all grown ups with uh, lives, so. <laughs> but worry not. There's also plenty in the in the. And I have plenty in the store. I just I can just at, at any point can whip out a we tried, and I probably should just do that. <laughs> but. Yeah, you should probably get down with our Patreon. It's basically what I'm telling you. Like I said, it's just been got, got to got a tweak just this very day. We try to make it a little more easier, more uh get down to get down. Uh, we also have a phone number. Feel, good as, feel free to give us a call at 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. We'd totally love to hear from you. You can also text us that number. We got a text from my man, uh uh William Jackson Kent. He sent us his Christmas decorations, and I would show you all that. But that would involve me showing uh, you know, everybody that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> again, I'm trying to give you this video, <laughs> patrons. Uh, you at the final Out here will also hopefully get this video uh for you to enjoy uh here uh, hopefully before the show comes out on next week. So if everything plays out like it should, Well, we'll see. We'll see, okay? Working on some things, working on some things over here. But that's what it is. Let's get down. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. That's to you, my men's and to you, all our listeners. Uh, glad to be here uh, for another year of, uh, of Stay Scrunching Your Milk and another year in general. Uh, you deserve nothing but all the best. And I hope you are quick to find it and enjoy it as we go through yet another stir around this here sun. That is the 216 zone.
2: It's at. Yes, and I, you're right. T I did live in Maple Heights. I feel good about that.
1: <laughs> I was like, I'm almost positive you had an apartment over there.
2: I did. <laughs> I don't live like there no more. first apartment.
0: Apartment. My, first, my, it, my,
2: my first and only apartment on Clare Avenue, right behind the Dollar Bank. You can go. At my my rent was four hundred and seventeen dollars. I think it was four. No, it's four seventy, not seventy. But it was. Yeah. Like, I was a two bedroomer, dreaming of a million. That's what's up.
1: That is also the 216 zone. Uh, my, my man, the pink flamingo himself. Slushbox 2099.
0: Go
2: on, get. Yeah. <laughs> Go <on> now. I'm done with Grandpa. <laughs> it's too days in my aunt. I have
1: no <laughs> idea where that's from, but I know that bit from the internet.
2: Uh, it's from Holes.
1: Is that Holes? I've seen Holes.
2: Yes. That's uh, the Sigourney Weaver flashback. I'm telling you, Grandpa, keep on Uh, digging. uh, That's too damn bad. Man. You ever read that book? Yeah. I I listened to the book recently. Yes. And there's a sequel to that book. More Holes.
0: Hold on, holes (laughs) on.
1: Rex. (laughs) (laughs) Lots to be had there, people. Just get down to get down. I am the internet's terror 713 you have just been podcast but i know you loved it we'll do it again next time until then peace
4: what happened to your ass it used to be beautiful